Welcome to the Growing Interviews, a podcast brought to you from growing420.com. In the Growing Interviews, we talk to companies and people from around the world that are involved in the cannabis industry. We hope you enjoy this episode and check out our other podcasts. And of course, come and check out the online community at growing420.com. Right, what is up? Welcome to a special episode of the Growing Diaries. Uh, very lucky to be joined by Tricome Jungle. I know a few people have been very excited about this one. I've had a lot of messages. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself, Tricome Jungle, and let everyone know where to find you? Um, yeah. Um, well, I'm, I mainly spend a lot of my time now on Instagram. That's mainly where um, I do a lot of my posts and stuff like that. It's quite a popular old Instagram for... I was now it's leaving the forums uh, well behind. <laughs> We're all forum heads, but it's a lot easier, isn't it? One click wonder and get your pictures up, a lot more engagement, I think. So Yeah, it would be it would be nice to have that same sort of forum vibe like we used to have back in the day. Mm. But it seems like Instagram seems to be the new place where everyone does their posting and stuff yeah. like that. No, definitely, definitely. It's uh it, it's it's quicker faster but it's a larger community and it seems like the last couple of years i've found that everyone seems to be quite happy to post on there you know and it's nice because we're seeing guys from all over the world in red places normal places legal places and everyone's sharing information so it's a beautiful thing really and um we're on there and we do love it so where how do people find you on there it, yeah your tag um yeah oh, try Tricum Jungle Seeds. Um, there is a Tricum Jungle Seeds of Spania, but that's yeah. run by somebody else, and that's more okay. to do with uh, South American people. Fair play, fair play. So, so I see a few on there, so I thought I'd let you do it in case I put the wrong one up. Um, yeah, so as I said before, what we did, we just, where did it all start? I mean, you're living the dream, really, from what um, a lot of people like us um, would love to be doing, playing with yeah, genetics. Yeah, basically... And- it started on the forums back in the day. Um, Breed Bay, I was on like IC Mag and a few other forums, but Breed Bay became like a bit more of a, a home. Yeah. Um, and that's where I was posting a lot more. Um, and that was in, I joined Breed Bay 2007. Well, and then, it was real forum days, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, I joined IC Mag before that, but mm. um, I was more of just, a lurker on IC Mag and just would read things. Um, yeah. I was always a bit paranoid about posting back then. Um, but Breed Bay, it had a little bit more of a relaxed vibe about it. Um, there was a few cool people on there that I got talking to and gradually I started to make posts and stuff like that. Um, I made my first cross just before I joined Breed Bay. Um, and then later on made a few more and just literally passed out the seeds to people on the forums um and from that it it built up to tricum jungle um and then i started selling seeds through like an auction type thing um on breed bay and yeah from that it gained momentum and gradually got my seeds into places like attitude and things like that yeah yeah i mean there's i'm sure everyone's knows all about your stranger uh, the one that was on the forums that i was on was uh really good i thought we'd wait for this but the old kalishnapple um kalishnapple okay yeah, yeah that's more that's more sonic sonic seeds okay he, he created the kalishnapple um and that was a cross of uk pineapple and cali mist 
Oh, okay, okay. And when I first met him, so we'd been speaking on the forums, and it was at one of the UK cannabis events. Um, I can't even remember which one it was now. Um, but there was like an expo on in the UK, and we met there, and he gave me a packet of the Cali Schnapple. Um, from that, I selected three really nice uh, females. Um, one of them we named the Tropicana. Yeah, Fino. And that's the Fino that I gave back to Sonic. And that's what you see all the pictures of, of these massive, huge buds. Well, did that was for foreign days when it was all pictures. I mean, I've, some of the plants I've seen from there, yeah, it's uh, it's monstrous, isn't it? A monstrous plant. Oh, yeah. You could literally, you like, it's, it was easy to get buds the size of your forearm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and even bigger. So, um, but it wasn't as dense as a lot of the bud that you see nowadays. It's more on that sativa side. Um, so you could probably grow a bud half the size and super dense and get the same sort of weight, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Out of everything that we were growing at the time, like, okay, so in a room with maybe nine, 600 watt lights, um, most strains would be giving around four kilo mark. But with the Cali Schnapple, you could hit like seven kilos, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So it really did put out the extra weight. I remember seeing one that was a two kilo plant, I think it was. Is it Jim? you remember the... Oh, Whenever I was kind of doing a uh, little... T telling people about tonight's interview, I would literally go onto Seed Finders, grab the picture of the can of flush bottle next to that collar, and That's just be it, like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, someone done a kilo or two kilo plant, I can't remember, on the, on the, on the old forums we were on. I can't remember who it was now. I'll try and dig out the pictures for you and send them over because I'm not sure you might have. So I think oh, they're in a magazine. Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that was the one. But yeah, that was an absolute. I didn't miss anything like and that. Yeah. Was that was that two kilos on one plant indoors? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I think it was the back of a refrigerator truck that you converted. But um, it was. Yeah, one plant. I think it, I might be getting one or two. One or two. I think two kilos is in my head. But yeah, I'll find the pictures for you and I'll get them over to on Instagram. Someone will have them from the old forum mid. So. Yeah. yeah, absolute madness. But that is a, to the forum, to, to, it's like you say, of Instagram. So it's the pictures. The problem with Instagram and, and diaries is no one can smell or taste the bug. Uh, it's just pictures, pictures, pictures. So them sort of plants were madness to people looking like, how did you do that? Was that Photoshop? But yeah, so. Yeah, no, Sonic can really um, um, grow weed as well, if you know what I mean. Like mm. out, of, out of a room, we could be growing the same clones. You'd always get more than what I would get. Um, he could just dial in plants. He, he had his, uh, he'd, he'd work his magic. That's it. So yeah. So what? If, what? what so what was the first cross? You said the first cross that you done. It was on the forums, and you, and you gave out. So the, the the first one with a proper goal was um, Mantis. So Mantis, it yeah. was yeah. the Nap, which was like a Indica type, Hindu Kush type plant that we just a few of us were growing at the time. And I selected a male from some seeds that I found in some haze bud in Amsterdam. So that was the first sort of cross. I wanted to add a little bit more flavour to the nap. Yeah. It was quite lacking on flavour, but really had a good uh, knockout uh, stone to it and also a really good resin production um, and was done in like seven to eight weeks. So... We wanted to add a little bit more flavour to that 
and that's what I used the uh, the haze for to try and add a little bit more of that lemon. And it ended yeah. up coming out like more like a lime type to it. Um, so yeah, it worked really well. I've got it up in front of me. We'll see they're on attitude seeds, aren't they? So if anyone wants to look at them. Um, yeah, so what would be your selection process? Obviously, this is the beautiful thing about you know, breeders that start out, say, more as hobbyists, maybe. And yeah. you're going you're gonna to have your set of indicators and your set of, you, you know, your checkboxes you want to tick. So what would be, say, what would you yourself back then, or has that evolved? Would it have been, you know, the stone, the structure, the trimmability? Would it be the, the flavours? Would it be a combination of all? You know, or was there certain things that would jump out of you would say, I want that in my next strain across because we've got a few people that obviously pollen chucking on the farm at the moment so i think that'll be quite interesting to yeah hear. we all i think we all we all start by literally pollen chucking yeah um, and then gradually over time you 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 decide you you have a goal maybe um and depending on some like in the past it's been maybe sometimes to do with bud structure um flavor is another one flowering time um, so if you want something, maybe like a, a quick flowering plant, um, that could be, that would be a different selection process. Um, so it all depends on what your goal is. But for me at the moment, I'm selecting a lot for, um, the actual flavor of the plant. So I try to use males that are not so dominant. So when I cross them with a female, they come out like the female. Um, okay. so that's what I tend to do now. But like with other crosses, I, I want the male to add something more or I want the turp from the male maybe. So it all depends on what I'm going for. But if I'm trying to work a line that's close to my female, then I want a male that's uh, not very dominant in the crosser. That's a nice tip for, for people that obviously thought they wouldn't know that. So yeah, that's, that's cool. It's, because for a lot of years, I think big scale breeders, that's what really nice to hear you say about the flavours and that. I think a lot of people are still breeding for these magical numbers on the packet, aren't they? THC and the massive yeah, yields. It's, it's, yeah, I, I see this a lot in America. Like somebody actually, um, it was one of a, a guy that sells to, to a dispensary and he'd grown out one of my strains and he had come back like, I think it was 20% or 19%. And he was saying, "Oh, that's very low for the market in in America." Yeah. yeah. And but like you can smoke that strain, and it still knocks you out like something that's maybe twenty six percent THC. So yeah. THC really for me isn't a big thing because everything that we're working from nowadays is high in THC unless you're working with something that's CBD or something like that. Yeah. Um, all our strains. It's not like we're working with um, land races like back in the day, or some of the early hybrids that were very low in THC. So anything that we work with nowadays, in my opinion, is high THC plants. Um, and I find that I can have three plants that are all around 20% THC, but have very different terpene profiles and hit you in a total different way. So it's not the THC that's having the full effect on you, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I mean, this is something that I've been quite well, ranty about in the past. So I say the UK, the UK cheese has been popular um, on the forums and, you know, that will glue you to the floor and it comes back at about 17%. So there's obviously more going on, the entourage effect, as we call it. But I think that big breeders to try and keep up with the, the more hypey or 
you know, just to put these numbers, these magic numbers, which, as you just said, and I've always thought, the, the THC doesn't mean anything. You can have a 30% THC plant, but you'd have something that, you know, has got the right entourage effect coming through much lower down the scale, but it doesn't have the magic 30%, 27% on the packet. So I, in my head, how many strains have been, how many traits have we lost over the years? We've breeders seem to be going for big yield, high THC to put, you know, to advertisers selling their strains. It's... um. It's always been in my head that maybe we've bred a lot of these, as you said, these other things out of the plant over these last 20, 30 years. Yeah, like even in THC, it, you, you can get the same plant and take a bud off the top of the plant and a bud from the middle and a bud from the bottom. Yeah. And you'll get three different THC readings. Yeah. So, and that's from the same plant. And then you want me to go and test the plant and then write on the packet that it's going to be 23% THC. Right, we we all know that you get different um, variations in seeds. Yeah. So each plant is not going to be twenty three percent. So like for me, the whole thing with putting a, a THC um, reading on your seed packet is is a little bit total bullshit, to be honest. Yeah, I am one hundred percent agreeing with you, mate. And it's good to hear you know an honest person say it and you know someone that's breeding the seeds because it, I think it's been done just to sell seeds for a very long time because all we knew about oh no. Stoner, like we always say, stoner logic, rail logic are two different things. Stoner logic yeah. is, oh man, it's 30%, it's going to be banging. But then, as I say, you've got strains at 17, 18, lower even, with the right effects going on, or the right entourage going, that will glue you to the floor, or will give you the heady high you're after, whatever high you're after. We've all done it ourselves when, when buying seeds or things in the past. Yeah. And we'll look at like um, how much it's going to yield in a square metre. That used to be one thing back in the day. And I remember they'd be like 800 grams, one of them said. And at the time, I remember thinking, oh, I'm going to get 800 grams off a square metre. But, you know, this was like uh, even before the forum days. Um, so but we all learn. We're always learning every course, day. Yeah. Everyone's got a sales pitch at the end of the day. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's, it's all marketing, isn't it? Of course. And that's the thing. And, you know, with the, these these big, no, I'm not saying big, you know what I mean? These big names breeders out there, I mean, I think they have to compete with each other in that fashion. And that's what I always rant about is, is I mean, what, what may we have lost from these strains? I always go back to looking at a picture of um, the High Times Cup from like, I think it was 80s, I think. And you look at the bud there, the bud there, as you said, you know, these older strains, are much more airy, like you said, with the, the, the Callisnapple there is, they're not like as the tightly, you know, it was real airy. What well, you look at it and say, that's shit weed now. Because we're blessed now with you know these tight and ugly beautiful plants, but by selectively breeding the way that it seems to have gone on the mass scale, on the no, commercial it's gone totally the other way around. Because okay, if somebody would have brought out a cookie strain, yeah, or something mm -hmm. that looked like a cookie back then, like people would have been disappointed. Yeah, yeah. the yield back in the day. So like I remember Bubba Kush was a very low yielding plant. Okay, it was the smallest plant in the room and nobody really wanted to grow it because of the yield. Now, when I grow Bubba Kush in my room next to some of my other plants, mm. it's not actually the smallest in the room anymore. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it's completely changed. It has completely changed, like, how we look at bud structure of plants and all of this sort of stuff, yeah. And it's nice because, as you say, you're breeding for flavour and other people are doing that now. And there's a lot of lot of smaller time breeders that are sort of breaking through. Not saying that you know, I'm saying people that have been in the hobby for a long time that are now trying to breed. But the, the point is they're doing it for the right reasons. 
So hopefully, you know, the, we, we, there's a lot of beautiful strains out there, but you know what I mean? The, the, I think these days of yield, big yield, high THC, you know, obviously that's a, some of it's just, some of a good trait, but we're going to start seeing real selective breeding. And that's, we are getting that. We are getting that with your cookies and gelatos. And, but yeah, it, it's much, I think there's been a lot more productive and a lot more flavorful for years to come now, now that that seems to be out the window. Because it was, I've got the biggest plant in on the forum, or I've got the biggest plant on Instagram. And that was, you know, it's that picture quality. But the picture doesn't say anything about nothing else, you know? A lot of people yeah. were after that for so long. But it does I've make a beautiful picture. <laughs> yeah, I've done it myself. I've, I have moved more towards um, a different type of bud structure in my breeding. Yeah. Um, and the cookie the cherry pie is come from those genetics which is, is what's oh, made nice. the change in so any of my things that contain um the cookie sides of genetics have that more tighter bud structure mm. um so if you look at things like the cherry spice um the what else is there the jungle cookie um all those things are on that side where they look like a cherry pie or look like a girl scout cookie that's something I was going to say about your breeding up until kind of recently. That it's all been very like you've worked your gene pool really well. So when you've stepped up to these kind of more hype strains, you've probably had a good idea what they're going to introduce already to your pretty well honed strains from what it looks like. Yeah, like like that that really I think that really that's that's good advice to any new sort of breeder is to actually like grow your mothers out so many times and you know over the years you cross them with so many different things you start to understand what each plant sort of adds to the cross um so i think um yeah by working your own lines over time and keep using them you really do find out what they can do so when i do use something bring something new into the equation it's very easy sort of to work out what's going to happen in the cross, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's just something I always say about just growing. You're talking to new growers on the forum. It's, you know, to always try and say, play with the same strain a few times throughout the year, get used to it in different, so it's, it's a different aspect, obviously, but it's the same mentality. You really get to know that strain. If you grow it four times in a row throughout different thing. And what you're saying there is, is you get to know your strain so you can predict what's coming. So, yeah, man, it's, you're doing it right, definitely. I mean, it's not for me to say, but it's nice to hear. It, you know, I, I think a lot of people probably rush genetics and strains. Um, and always gone about the hype stuff, people crossing hype with hype just to get hype out the door. Um, yeah, but, sometimes. But they, they, I think this is almost like this Instagram sort of um, world, isn't it? Where um, I feel it myself, isn't it? Sometimes you, you're pressurised to release the next new thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so I, I can see why people do rush things because it's almost like a race. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring it out before they bring it out. So it's like I, I can see it because I spend a lot of time on Instagram and I see other people, other breeders, and it can it does feel like that sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm. I suppose it's excitement yeah. as well, though, because I mean we're, we're just growers, but for someone like you, the new strains. It must be exciting to see these new strains hitting, or if you can get your hands on these new strains, clones, etc. So I, I get it. I mean, it yeah, must you know be... what though? To be honest with you, from over the last few years, the more I've sort of concentrated on on my own lines, mm. I lose track what's going on in the industry. You know, 
So like, yeah. um, um, like I, 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 by watching other people's pages, um, that's how I hear about most things. Yeah. Um, and then I'll be like, all oh, right, message someone, what's that new thing? Do you know what I mean? But, and, but I'm not clued up on a lot of the, the newer things that are just popping up all the time, especially in America. Mm. Um, I've got a lot of respect for that, though, dude. Getting your head I down have. and grafting on your own work. Yeah, yeah, I man. think that's how you carve your own way and how you've probably got a lot of the respect you do in the industry. Bang on. Yeah, yeah. But there, there was a time I remember, like, I, I'd, I'd, be, I'd study strains, do you know what I mean? Every, every new strain that would be coming out, I'd know what it was, but nowadays... There was a yeah, time that was possible as well, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was only, like, 10, 10 seed companies maybe back then, yeah? Yeah, it seems like, since Jim, over before we come on, it seems like everybody's at it now, doesn't it? Everyone no, has got like li- a, the, a decent space. That's it. The list is like of companies is crazy. And yeah. then hobby breeders, there's a lot of people chucking pollen nowadays. Yeah. Um, what I found years ago, people were scared of pollen, right? Like pollinating your crop was the last thing that you yeah. wanted to do. It still is for some of us, man. But yeah. uh, see, pe- people would look at me like, what? You've got pollen, in, like they, they people wouldn't even want to come over to my house because, <laughs> like, you got spider mites avoiding you, like the plague. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Um, boiler but would you call it? Um, yeah, nowadays it seems to be a thing. And reversing plants, I see a lot, a lot more people doing the reversing plants at the moment. Hmm. So. There's yeah. a lot more information available for people, I suppose. It's less fear that, oh, I'm going to create all this genetic issues further on the line, I think. People are braver. Is that what yeah. it is? Sorry, go Do you on. know what? Like, I even... But, see, no, like you said, people are more educated. I think back in the day, um, you, I, I remember, like, just thinking, oh, even if I'm making a cross, it's not going to be anything like... Um, the seeds that I buy and then it was only through you know over time that you'd be popping seeds and like actually the seeds that I'm making are actually better than the seeds I'm buying and like you sort of almost thought that these big companies I don't know um knew what they were doing more than they actually did if you know what I mean or yeah. were some sort of like uh, magicians yeah <laughs> It's a smoke and mirrors, isn't it? I mean, when you get to know some breeders, even big ones, they're not big outfits. You know, it's they're just breeders at the end of the day. And obviously they have access probably to the bigger boys been it for a long time. They've got a lot of old genetics, a lot of old contacts. But I mean, they are just breeding. So it is a smoke and mirrors effect. You see the big shiny labels and you see the well, adverts I, all over I, Instagram. Yeah, you use the word breeding then, yeah. I think mm. even a lot of these big companies back in the day were pollen chucking as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you know what I mean. So um, I think the whole thing with um, breeding as well, like especially um, if we were to compare our breeding to the vegetable breeding that goes on, we're so far from that. Yeah, Like mm. people would never just go and get, random different f1 tomatoes and cross them together and make a, a new hybrid from that it, that would never happen in proper breeding yeah yeah, yeah you're absolutely right man pete goes on about that operation grow all the time it, it takes mm. a good amount of time to make a distinctly different f1 than other breeding work 
we got along yeah. we're far, we're far behind our understanding but i also like the bro science renaissance that we're going through where like actual bold different tangibility is kind of what people want now you know well you were going on before about thc numbers does 21 to 23 make a difference or does it smack me in the face with terps that actually makes the world world a difference there you go yeah. I bet a few words to go and do, like even the blue cheese. Like some of these strains that will glue you to the floor and are known to do so. I bet they're not up there. You've got your own one set that you grow at home. They're not going to be over 20%. They're not going to be in these high ranges, you know? Oh, well, yeah. It's... Like for me, the jungle juice, which is the one that tested at like 19, um, is like some super strong weed. It's like it's like sour diesel. Um, so it's, it's sour diesel crossed with IBL. Um, crossed with Jungle Kush. And Jungle Kush is another super knockout strain. So when when they, the tests come back at 19% THC um, and you're getting super battered off it, then it just doesn't make sense with what what, what we've been led to believe. Yeah, that's just gone in the basket with the sour D. I've been trying to find things that have got a bit of diesel in them. I'm going to be getting that one. <laughs> I've been saying I'm going to be doing a full sweep of Tricamp Jungle Seas once I finish the American one run. What, what, what are all you guys smoking on and growing at the moment? I'm going back to old school myself of late. I had a few runs with why I'm on the, the rant about the new, some of the new stuff out there. Is I went on a hype chase for a little while and it just didn't seem to tick the boxes that some of the older, more tri-tested stuff did. So I've been trying to, I've done a White Widow recently, I've done Northern Lights, I've done a Critical. Um, I fell in love with one of the Criticals that I had, I'm going to run that again. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to sort of, or not just go for old school, I want to try and find strains that have got some old school in them, rather than just gelato across sherbet. Do you see what I'm saying? That That's where I'm at with what I'm doing at the moment, rather than trying to hunt, headhunt these um, hypey strains. But it's tough to speak to yourself now. You'd be on up on my list because you do your sense, you work your own lines. And you, but until you speak to someone and you can take them at their word and you can tell by talking to you a genuine person, then you know this. But I've got tired of jumping on the hype wagon and getting smacked in the face with you know fiddly plants that weren't happy with you know certain aspects of the grow. Or it was a bloody nightmare. Man. Yeah, that's that's another thing I, I'm trying to make sure that all my plants are very sort of hardy and can put up with stress. Yeah. So I think this is like, you know, we've got to remember that everybody that's growing my seeds is probably not an expert. Um, yeah. I, I even have people message me saying it's their first grow. Mm. Um, so, you know, you need, they need to be able to put up with a little bit of, um, um, what's the word? Um, yeah, stress um, basically. Yeah, stress. Yeah. That's it. Stress. That's it. So, um, yeah, so they're not going to be grown in perfect environments. So um, they need to handle that. So I do sort of stress test everything, and mm. all my mother plants are all very um, uh, solid sort of ge genetics as well. Yeah. No, as I said, it's a pleasure to hear, mate. It really is. Obviously, I think you know some of the big companies will say the same thing, but I mean, through talking to people for the forum we get to know people you find out the strains come out pretty quick sometimes you know and 
that, that's what it was. Is I, I know my setup and I know my growing stuff, but I had some real finicky plants that I just couldn't get my head around. But as you say, a new grower getting into this. And that must, by the way, that must be nice to have someone first grow growing your seeds and messaging you. That must be a nice feeling, man. Yeah, it's, that's another thing. I, 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 I've got time for everybody, yeah? So, like, yeah. if someone's willing to um, buy a packet of my seeds, I'm willing to give them some of my time, innit? So... Mm. I try and answer most messages. The messages I don't answer, like when they like wicker or like what? Well, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Just, yo, bro. Yeah, like I really haven't got time to say hello back. Yeah, but come at me with a question all written <laughs> out. I'll come back and answer you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? No fair place, you mean? It's just that's it, it's what I'm saying. It's it's that connectivity that you get for someone like yourself. It, it, it is a difference, especially with new guys. A new new brother gets into it. They're going to talking at least five hundred pounds setup these days. I mean, as a minimum, really for a hobbyist grower, they're going to put four months into something, you know, and you can imagine after dropping that sort of money or a lot more, I mean, people are dropping you know, double that on just a light these days. And then four months to end up with some finicky ass plant and it really won't respond to you. You're never going to grow again. And we all want yeah. everyone growing. That's what, we're, that, that's what our idea is. And that's why you probably breed, you know, you want people growing. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's nice to hear, man. It really is. It's a pleasure to hear that you, you know, you've got the time for that and, and you do put the time into it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you talking about light? You said about lights, and that's one thing I've just changed in in my thing is uh, LEDs now. I've got oh, nice. LEDs. So, um, and yeah, I think I'm seeing really good results from other people. Um, <clears throat> where what for what you're getting much more. So I can. It's, I'm using less electric to get the same amount of yield. Yeah. Um, and then they're not as, uh, not as much heat, so I'm using less air con. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's a benefit on both sides. Yeah, I think I should have moved over sooner, to be honest, really. It's tricky, isn't it? I, I, if you've been on forums, you'll probably remember the, the Blurple days. And not they weren't any good. But they were, well, they, were. they were shit back in yeah. the day. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we all got a collection of them, haven't we? Stacked up somewhere of like five different brand of lights that are sat in the corner. But it, that, it, after that nightmare that it was, I was the same as you. I was HPS. I, I tried every blurb. I went, hey, I would hate, I'm never going LED again. But these new wave of lights, as you say, are very different. I see the result. I tried it and I'm over the moon, man. I would, I wouldn't, I, I can't afford to go full LED at the moment. I mean, they're, they're expensive lights, but that's where I'm going to be. I find they're just healthier. Um, you said you did for wattage, you do get the same or more, I'm finding. But yeah. they're just healthier, happier plants. And for, I never thought I would be going LED, man. But yeah. yeah. I've just had some um, two units from Sunlight mm-hmm. uh, and also got two units from Lux. So the Lux are in the main room because they're like six, four, fives. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, and I'm not even able to, like I'm not I haven't got them on full or anything at the moment, but the plants are literally loving it. Like yeah. mm. so, um, but I've seen the results from other people. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, a few yeah. Of my friends are all on LEDs. Um, I think the main thing with the LED seems at that beginning point when the plants are just going under it, not to be whacking it straight on full blast. Yeah. Um, and gradually taking them in until they get into like pretty much full flower before you actually go in all the way up. Um, I've seen a couple of people where they've taken it full blast 
and they seem to have stunted the plants. Yeah. They're, 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 as you said, less wattage. And to a HPS bra, you know, we want as much wattage as we can get without it being intense you know, and hurting the plants. But it's completely different ethos. When I first done that, I'd done the same thing. I put a 265 unit, 265 watt unit, over, well, I normally have 400 watt, and it killed everything because it was so bright. So you have got to be real careful with them, man. But it's amazing. I mean, it, it's, that was a light that was 135 watt less than what I would have been using. And it nearly killed everything because I just tried to put it in too close. So it's, it's, it's mad. But as I said, it's the money you're dropping on this. And but, but this shows things are changing because people are willing to drop that sort of money. Now, before, I didn't want £1,200 worth of lights for the door to come off and them end up in an evidence room. You know what I mean? It was it's a lot of money to lose in it, bro. A £70 HPS kit is a bit different. But everyone seems to be doing it. So it shows attitudes are changing, man, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I understand that attitude, isn't it? Uh, like mm. where um, you don't want to spend too much. Uh, um, yeah. So like a few of my mates back home, when they see the price of the LEDs, they're just like, oh, I'm not too sure if I want to mm. fully change over everything into LED. Yeah. Yes. It's a, it's a new learning curve as well, but now well, the results are there. Yeah, as they get more popular, um, mm. the price will come down. I remember Gavita and things like that when they first started bringing out the double-ended bulbs. Yeah. And they were super expensive. And gradually, yeah, the price dropped. And quickly, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. So um, I, I can see the same happening with LEDs. Give it a, two more years, I think you'll be getting them at the same sort of prices. No, I, I mean they're all using the same chips now, and they're all coming out of the same places. You know, it's, it's the, the most of the, the the PCBs are coming out of the same places. So I think you're right, and I think it will. And I remember Omega jumped on the double ended, I think, after Gavita, and they come out of a unit that was two hundred quid, I think, and it changed yeah. the game. You know, everyone then everyone started doing it for two hundred quid. So I mean, I can definitely see it happening because it is at the end of the day, it's not too far off. The old blur port and the blur ports are cheap as anything now, but it's LEDs on a PCB with the driver. Obviously, higher quality LED, but yeah, I definitely think you're right. I think the prices will drop and then more people will take the risk. You know, it's um, but the old plasma lighting, wasn't it? Remember plasma when plasma came out? No, didn't get no field testing because no one wanted to spend a thousand pounds. No one was going to yeah. spend a thousand pounds back then. So, no, I remember when they first came out and they just, just nobody, nobody wanted to even look at them just because of the price. Yeah. So, the thing is, is hobbyists is probably the smallest market for these LED companies because I'll be buying one like 1.2 and you'll have a commercial guy maybe buying 50 of them. But the difference is the hobby guy is quite happy to show his four plants. The commercial guy is not going to show his 500. So the exposure that they need, you know, it has to be available to the hobbyist market, I think, um, in that regard, because otherwise you just, they may be doing the business, but no one's going to see it because no one's going to no, be... No, but that's it. It's, it's, it's not like... Um... Um, a commercial sort of light. Anyone that really running these type of LEDs is doing it for themselves, sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, that's what I'm finding at the moment. Most people that grow for themselves, or for maybe for themselves and a few friends, um, are using a moving switcher over to LEDs. But anybody that's more on that commercial side is not making the switch to LEDs. Yeah. Which you imagine the price of it, can't you? It's uh, yeah. you're looking at five, six hundred pounds at the moment to replace a 600 watt HPS. And we all know, I mean, some people like their posh HPS, but uh, a Lumi Black or an Omega does a job for 70 quid. 
to go and spend 600 pounds to replace one of them and I imagine placing 50 of them um yeah so we're all about the hobbyists anyway, man. That's what the forum's about. We don't have anyone on there. We want people growing their own in for medical reasons or whatever they're doing it. But it's not about, we don't want people buying, you know, growing decent genetics and doing that. So, yeah, no, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Of course, um, mate, of course. We, we give out thousands of seeds a year for that reason. We want as many people growing as possible, man. And, and, and that, that is the goal. And I think that that seems to be the vibe now with the Instagram and everyone is, a lot of giveaways, but it's also just a lot of the knowledge being shared is worth more, far more than any seed or light giveaway. Um, yeah. if, you can learn anything. And that's like the, this organic thing that's going on at the moment. Um, again, you, you said you're an old forum head. The organic was always a bit of like in the corner. They were in the corner, the organic lads, and you're not coming over here and the, the cocoa lads didn't want nothing to do with them. But because the information wasn't available, now you've got thousands of Instagram or other social media accounts just sharing all the information that's needed. So that's why you're seeing so many more people getting into mud or co uh, into soil. So, yeah, I've always been, I've always been into soil. I was always organic, and it was only when I came to Spain that I changed to cocoa. Yeah. Um, and then now I've just gone back to soil again. So I'm actually doing a super soil at the moment. Oh, nice. So that's what. Uh, uh, um, but yeah. Just been making some teas and stuff like that today. Um, so, yeah, I think it is the way forward. Um, like, I literally went to the garden, picked a load of stinging nettles, I put them in a bucket, <laughs> leave them there for a couple of weeks, and that's food for the plants. Yeah, yeah man. So, so um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cocoa, but I definitely see the appeal to soil, and I'm starting to play for my first time in soil. Um, but yeah, it's, I couldn't have done it before. I could have, but the information wasn't as available. And the people with the information five, ten years ago were sort of like, you know, you're not coming in over here, you stay over there. That, that seemed to be the, be the way that it was, but it's very different now, man. And it's nice to see. It's everyone sharing everything. There's like breeding information out. You know, you can learn about breeding now. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll be scared to have um, pollen anywhere near me, but there's people breeding in the next room to their, their flowering room for their, for, you know, their medical bud. So... Yeah. But you can see that and you can get involved in it. So it is very, very cool. So is there anything uh, working on that you can talk about or anything um, new? Yeah, I'm, at the moment I'm testing all the new feminized. So I did the cross with the, with the soulmate feet, um, uh, male last time. And what I've done now, I reversed the female to make the feminized version. Yeah. So um, it's soulmate with pretty much all of my mother plants. Um, and I'm testing them out now, whichever ones I like from that bunch. So there's 14 different crosses. But from those 14, I'm going to pick whichever ones are the best. So whichever yeah. one comes out the best in the testing, which would be the new, the new lines for release. So, um, yeah, so there's soulmate crossed with... The cherry cookie, the Shiva stash, the hundred hand slap, um, mandarina, orange soda, um, the gummy berry juice, um, what else, what else? Um, uh, bubble kush, um, the Rian, um, lilt, um, and a few more, I can't even think. Um, you had a big drop on the on 420 as well, didn't you? Yeah, that was the same mother plant, pretty much, minus a few. 
um, crossed with the lilt. So they were all the new sort of lilt lines. I'd already done the lilt lines in feminized, like the opal fruits and things like this. Mm-hmm. But a few people kept asking me for the regular ones, which is super unusual, yeah? Like it was totally the other way around for so long. Like mm. people would buy my regulars, but there'd always be a bunch of people asking for feminized. Um, so I made some feminized lines and then people wanted them in regular. So I made the release in regular um, and they've gone really well. So the sacred selection line was something I made last year and that was a, um, a regular line. So I thought I'll make the feminized version of those. So we'll see. We'll see what comes up best in the testing. Um, but I've got my eye on a few things. Um, the uh, cherry cookie crossed with the soulmate. Um, fingers crossed that that's going to come out really nice. Um, the main thing I'm testing for is just to make sure nothing harms. Um, yeah. That's really the main test. There's no real other test that I'm really testing for now. I know what the cross is going to really pretty much come out. I've seen what they come out in regular. Um, it just will see how dominant the um, the reverse soulmate is compared to the male that I used. Um, but I roughly know what's going to happen in the cross. So um, the main thing is just make sure that they don't um, give them a little bit of stress, um, see what happens. And if all's good and whichever one smoked the best at the end that I like the flavour of will be the new releases. Oh, yeah. That's good, man. You always have some rocking packaging as well. Like, some of your images and the the crystals, to be fair, I go, is it Mr. Coco who does the graphics for you? Mr. Kobo, yeah? Yeah. Oh, Kobo, um, that's it, sorry. Yeah, he, do, he does some... Have you, do you, if you don't follow him on Instagram, anyone that's listening, you should go check his page out. I'll try and uh, share it in the chat because he's it's not it's it's not Mr. with an M R. It's M I S T E R. Mr. Oh, nice, yeah. And then Kobo K O B O. Um, but you um um anything normally like you you'll see on my page. I normally put links up to his stuff and stuff. So um, but yeah, he's he does some great stuff. Um, so I always get him to the, he's working on one now at the moment for the new sacred selection feminized version. So the last one I did like, um, like a Shiva, um, like the Lord Shiva on the packaging. And this one is, is I'm, I'm, we're picking like, um, a female Indian God, uh, goddess. And that's going to be the image for the, the sacred selection feminized. That's weird. Oh, the crystals as well were just the crystals. GMO's another them. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to do another limited drop with them. So the first release of the Sacred Selection, I'm going to do a little release with the crystals again. Um, this time, I'm going to do clear quartz and rose quartz. Last time, I did the same, but I also did an amethyst one and a fluorite one. The fluorite was, came out amazing. Yeah, um, they looked incredible. Um, I wonder yeah. if I can screen share because I'll get the Instagram up. Yeah, I'll get it up for you, man. Um, Los Momentos. Yeah, the, the, what did I put in the first ones? I think 
the first release was the Tropical Cocktail. Um, and I did them in the Amethyst. Here we go. Quite a ways down. But there was, was it Orange Mandarina as well? In the oh, nice. Yeah, the, the fluorite, the crystal fluorite, that was the orange soda with the lilt. Oh, okay. That's it there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they're yeah. cool. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. That is. That, see, I was talking to me old flower who I believe tested the cherry spice for you. And yeah, yeah. he's got a nice clone of it from, yeah. I think, Handcrafter. Yeah, it's very nice. And yeah, he was saying just having something you can keep after you've germinated the seeds like that is taking what you've given a grower to the next level. You know, you you obviously really care about what you're presenting to go to that effort to put it in its own crystal that they can keep as a memento forever. Like, yeah, that's what I was trying to, that's exactly, like exactly what you said then, isn't it? So I was thinking, you know, if you're going to put seeds in that, they're not going to throw that away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, but I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out a new packaging. Again, I'm trying to think of something a bit more like, um, like I've, I've been gone back to the Mylar packaging for a lot of stuff. There you go, like them. Oh, and still I'll, the art's amazing man it is yeah. cool isn't it it is really cool but i want to i want to move away from the mylar packaging really to be honest I'm, i've been looking at a few different things but um i'm still not set on a a set one yet this got me very excited that shiva is i i really like it like that is something i would cons almost consider getting tattooed considering it's got such discreet imagery as well well, do you know like, what? I've, I've you wouldn't got, notice I've, them buds or them mushrooms unless you were looking for them. Yeah, I've basically got. He did a, a Ganesh. So if you ever look at his page, he's got a Ganesh that he did, um, and I've actually got that tattooed on the back of my leg. Oh, fair um, right. So yeah, um, it's uh, would you call it? There you go. That that Ganesh that's literally his profile photo actually. Then. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. That's weird. Um, but literally, that's what I've got on the back of my leg. Um, but he does some amazing work, yeah. Stones are like magpies, though. And like you said, trying to find something, let's put I mean, we've all got them boxes of might have a few old magazines in it, a few C packaging, like you're saying, find something, or stickers, stickers, and oh, the Rizzler packs that you get off certain breeders that you never use. They're just we're like magpies, we love collecting shit. So I love the crystals, and any other ideas like that would be really cool, man. Because it yeah. is, we, we love collecting. Every time they pull it out, it's Tricove Jungle, and you know they're, they're looking at it and they're thinking of you. So, yeah, yeah I did another, I did a batch once with like um, little wooden tags, and then it was uh, laser etched, um, burnt go. into the into the thing would be the the logo and the strain name, and it was came with a little hemp bag. So I, I think I preferred that to the um, the mylar packaging. The hemp bags are cool because you can use them for so many other things. Little grinder bag, you know, you can keep some other things in them. I said, Stone is loving that shit, man. I mean, it's, it's mad the stuff you've all probably got from years and years ago. I mean, I know Emil Flower, he mentioned him, the stuff that he's got, it's like a museum, the stuff he pulls out on the podcast, man. And the American one as well. He loves collecting yeah. that old stone memorabilia. It's weird mm -hmm. how they, I don't know, all of a sudden it kind of becomes, there was a time when paraphernalia, I, I didn't really want it around, but now I'm like, man, this heritage I've kind of ignored. 
yeah i've always been a bit of a collector in general just about all sorts of stuff so yeah um yeah crystals and all of that sort of stuff so it's just putting both my interest in into one sort of object yeah because uh, it's it someone else it lets someone else have a passion for it and collect something i really really like that i think a lot of packaging just made to throw away uh, and also yeah. this this regenerative growing and you know it, it, this whole movement that seems to be happening something that can be reused something that you know that, or something that's that's keepable not like you know just throw away would be cool but yeah i love it man i think the crystals are brilliant i really do and anything else i'm sure will be brilliant as well so yeah just in the chat if anyone wants to uh, ask any questions just tag us so we can see it because obviously it's uh quite busy in there so if anyone wants to ask anything so we can see you do it yeah it's a shame that the um this whole lockdown thing and the corona and stuff just put a stop to all these cannabis events yeah um we've we've missed out on two spanabises already so mm. i'm hoping that there's going to be one happening soon yeah yeah, no, that would be cool. We, we, we want to get involved over here and start doing them, um, doing bits over here as a forum and give some shit out on that. Because it is, it's, what seems to have happened with this lockdown, all these podcasts have popped up. But we started our Friday night one was the first one, just for saying to do for people and yeah. for us to do. But it seems that everyone is now talking a lot more than they were because all we've got is online. So, I mean, the connections that would have been made the last year to be able to put that into real people at these events would be very cool, man. It'd be very, very yeah. cool. No, no, that's it. I was, I was looking forward to meeting um, a few people that I've been talking to online. Um, mm. at the last Spanabis, um, not, not, not the last one, the one that would have been the one before. Um, and it was just a shame that it just everything got cancelled. Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to the next one. Some people were saying about Product Earth, but I'm not too sure if it's going to go ahead or. Don't know if you guys have heard anything about anything in the UK. I've only heard good things about Product Earth so far. I haven't heard any potential cancellations, but I suppose it depends on the global climate. Eh? Is that the one the thing is going to? Um... Yeah, it's literally just before my daughter's birthday, but I might have to do it anyway. It's, yeah. yeah, it's going to be... Well, if it happens, it should be a, a fairly good event. So the other thing that I would like to, if you don't want to talk about, is where you are in the world. I mean, there's a lot of big things coming out of there. If that's something that you don't want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, it's, it seems to be the new uh, Holland, didn't it? Or the new, new Netherlands. Cannabis mecca. Yeah, it's the, the breeders that are coming out. And the companies that are now really, you know, really mainstream that weren't so before. It seems to be really happening over there. Obviously, Spanabis and everything, but I mean... Just the genetics coming out of there seems to be mental. And there always have been. There's some real standout, obviously, breeders, people like yourself and other companies. But, I mean, it just seems to be the new the new go-to place, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, see, it's much more relaxed over here compared to the UK. Mm. Um, I'm not near Barcelona, so I'm away from... Barcelona is where it seems to be happening, um, where you've got a lot of these uh, social clubs and all of this sort of stuff popping up. Um, but like around where I am, there's none of that really. Yeah? Um, so uh, maybe towards um, the coast of South Spain and places like that. And also at the North Bilbao and places like this, you have a lot more clubs, but like where I am in the country, 
it's there's there's no real uh, cannabis scene. There's a lot of people that grow. It's just very normal for if you smoke cannabis to grow. So, as you know, there's a lot of people that smoke cannabis. So there's a lot of people that grow here, mm. um, and everybody just grows their own little bit. Um, and that way, you don't tend to have a problem. Um, other people that tend to like try and grow larger amounts somewhere down the lines things tend to go wrong yeah um, and yes you won't get much of a sentence here or anything um that's another thing which is much more relaxed here compared to the uk um but it's still illegal to grow here um it like i when i first came to spain i thought it was like totally legal mm. but i learned very quickly that it's not um it's just tolerated in certain places and how the clubs work is more about people's right to smoke. Yeah? Um, and because it's a private location, um, you can share cannabis on a private location. So you, you could come to my house and smoke here and we can share the cannabis and you can give me um, a, what would you call it? A donation for the cannabis. Okay. Yeah, and that's yeah, how yeah. they initially started. Okay, and there's, there's, there's. When you look at Spanish law, these things are permitted. Yeah, yeah. Okay, to share, you can share it. But please make it clear you can smoke in your house. You can't have it out in the street, though. Yeah, mm. but then to grow it is where the grey area, isn't it? So, okay, if I can smoke it in my own house, okay, by law. Can I grow it in my own house? And they'll say no. So, so it's sort of encouraging black market, isn't it? It's a yeah. So yeah. really, what they need to do is just sort of decriminalise it, isn't it? Of um, course, yeah. Um, and that's what's basically happened in a way with the clubs, isn't it, in Barcelona? Mm. Um, they've they've sort of accepted it, um, and in parts of North Spain, I've heard even like judges and stuff. Um, you know, um, except in the clubs. So if the clubs have a, you have a club, um, for every member, you can grow maybe two plants. So if you've got a thousand members, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can yeah. grow a lot of plants really to supply your members. So, so you know, the clubs themselves can grow a private now. Um, not picking braids, it's just that's it's fascinating to hear what right. you said. There. They have a couple of because, plants. Because, because I'm, I'm not in that part of Spain yeah. and in that scene, it's hard for me to sort of say. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. What I, from what I've heard and stuff like this, is some of the clubs do grow it for themselves, yeah, at locations. Yeah. Um, whether they dec- disclose those locations is another thing, isn't it? And then, least, not just the old boo you got to worry about it then, is it? Is someone coming and nicking it all? Yeah. And also, I can imagine a lot of the clubs um, would buy their product as well, yeah? So, yeah, yeah. Um, that's all, it's all a bit mishmash, really, yeah, how it all works. It is a mishmash and, and the laid back attitude, I think. We're getting it that's, over here that, now. But that, that, that's, that's the Spanish attitude, isn't it? It is much more yeah. laid back. But then what's, what the problem is, is is people will come over and take advantage of that, isn't it? And Of course, you, you're always going to be there. 
use it to grow a lot of weed to transcend to other places. Yeah. So I think there's been so many different places um, that Spanish bud goes to and gets exported. And this is where it's caused problems, not the people that just grow here. It's the yeah. people that end up exporting it from Spain. It's where the problems end up. Of course, um, I can imagine, you know, you get a lot of packages sitting UK customs from any country, you know, it's going to put pressure on, isn't it, for them to act. So, yeah. Yeah, the so. police the police get pressured by other countries saying, well, you, we've got a lot of cannabis coming in from your country. Mm. So then the police are pressured to do stuff about that, isn't it? Yeah, it makes them look bad, doesn't it? I mean, it's, it's... Yeah, whereas if you're just growing a few plants for yourself, they're really not too bothered about it. Yeah. yeah. They've, they've got other things. There's, there's people shipping all sorts of stuff around. So really, to them, a bit of cannabis is not a problem. And the normal, everyday Spanish person just accepts it like, if, if they drink, they're like, well, you can smoke. What's the difference? And they've seen hashish from Morocco for, for such a long time. Do you know what I mean? So um, they're much more relaxed here about it. I can imagine a lot of police officers go home and have a smoke in the evening. Yeah? Oh, I bet they do. I bet they do that in, 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 even over here. You know, that's the mad thing about it. Yeah. But we're getting that laid back approach, not to the extent where we're being told. But I mean, what I'm noticing over here now is, is, is it always say they're overpriced. It. It's not worth their time unless you're being stupid. You know, you don't, you don't tend to get that knock unless you've got no filter or you're, you're being an idiot and growing them on yeah, the garage said, roof. You know what I mean? They've said in the UK, haven't they, that, um, well, certain police forces said that they're not going to bother prosecuting um, small grows. No. Small grows. It's um, not worth it, mate. So gradually, yeah, I, I, I can imagine in other parts of the country, it's not like that. Do you know what I mean? It all depends where you live, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's north mad, of the border, mad. apparently. It's pretty, it's pretty war up there still. Well, but the, even even in Teesside, there's there are smoking clubs at the minute that yeah, register yeah. their taxed income. <laughs> but yeah, um, I put up an interview on the forum actually yesterday of a guy who had a, his club shut down like two or three times. But he's talking with somebody who's running for the police constable or police commissioner. Sorry. Um, yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah, and Gary Yude or something like that. Um, but yeah, he's. Uh, they have an interview, and basically, you can already tell that the the kind of Zeet Geist has changed from the '60s mentality. If that makes sense, yeah. I think most people who are going to be moving into power in the next few years, kind of, are of a generation that already accept it. Yes. Well, they want to get into power, and they're just saying they're going to decriminalise it anyway. That's what you seem to be seeing. Every MP that wants to get in yeah, now seems to be... You know what? I, I really can't see it. Like, okay, in, in Spain, when you look at the law, there's lots of grey areas, yeah? Okay? Like, you're permitted to smoke it in your own house. I don't think you are in the UK permitted to smoke cannabis in your own house, no? Ooh, Police found right. cannabis in your house, they're busting, you know? Well, it's weird, man. The, as long as you're not causing an offence, then they can't do for anything that you're really doing in your own home. It, like uh, yeah. even growing, they have to prove that you're profiteering, which means that somebody's losing out on ta tax money. So, okay. yeah, this it's is really, where I was going. Yeah, the way I was going earlier is just, it's not worth. By the time they come through my door, because they cost them five grand before I end up getting a seventy pound caution. 
that's they've sort of overpriced policing it now. There's no point. I mean, yeah, they're going to come in and they're going to. If I've got, it's, an ounce just, of blood, it's, it's mad that we're having even having this discussion. Like, yeah, how yeah. how was how was a plant? Yeah, in the first Mate. place, been made illegal. Yeah, yeah, they can poison us with pesticides and plastics and stuff like mm-hmm. this. Yeah, like with no problem. And it's like, fucking all the stuff that should be banned is plastic and pesticides and poisons. Yeah? No, yeah. a plant that just grows naturally in most of the world. Yeah? It kind of it. solves a lot of the plastic issues as well along the way. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Try Trichome jungles, hemp bags coming soon. <laughs> but it's, mm. this, this is it, though. And it looks like, how can they now sit and look at America where people are being treated j- j- like... 100% bona fide treated for medical conditions. But it's illegal. Yeah. How can but they man, have the audacity to sit there and still do that? It don't make no sense, man. But America's the one that started the whole thing, war on drugs. Yeah. And it, like, made the whole of the world, like, become how it was. And then now they've gone legal, and now everyone's gradually following them again. And it's mm. just like, I'm noticing a lot of the South American countries are going legal, the Caribbean islands. I've seen that Thailand started going legal for medical use and things like this. So, you know, a lot of the, we've just seen behind, but in the UK, I just can see that GW pharmaceuticals would, would try to gain power over that side. Yeah. yeah see, see I mean? this is my argument. I think at the moment, with the fact that if I get done, I'm not going to get in no trouble unless I keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Over here, I'm not saying that's. I mean, that's just my opinion. I'm saying that anyone listening, it's ground where you shouldn't and look at your laws. But mm-hmm. the point is, I can't see our government ever allowing me to grow four plants when some no, and treat myself for a medical condition, or just chill out when they can do it, or a company that they've got interest in, or certain MPs they have interest in can do it and make loads of money. I can never ever see us being allowed to just grow four plants no, legally. I, I, being told, I, I, yeah, I think I think what they'll say is. If anything, they'll say you can grow it like a tomato plant outside in your garden in a greenhouse, yeah, mm. and it'll be probably a low THC plant that they'll allow you to grow, yeah, mm. um, and that's all it'll be. They won't allow indoor growing because then that means they need to uh, regulate it somehow, innit? So that yeah. they need fire inspections or they need a full like team of people to start regulating in that side of things, because. UK is very regulated, isn't it? They want everything yeah. by the book. Yeah, whereas a lot of these other countries are much more relaxed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I can't, I don't know how the UK would work that out. But I could see them like maybe legalising it where you could grow it like a tomato plant. I could, but I, I think it would be more medical legal. And... The more medical yeah, you know, you I mean, could grow it, but you'd have to buy the seeds off them. Like here in Spain with the CBD, you can grow CBD, but you could you get a list from the government, yeah? And the government says which CBD strains you can pick from, yeah? Well, we yeah. can do that. Well, it's the same in the UK at the moment, actually. There's a whole lot of red tape, and it costs a whole lot of money, but you can grow CBD in the UK for extraction. Yeah, but you need a, just, you need a, yeah, but you need a license from the Home Office to do yeah, that. Yeah, and I ain't yeah. getting that, am I? It's going to be someone no. who's paying a lot of money or know someone. Yeah, yeah, whereas here in Spain, anyone can apply for a license for a CBD. Yeah. yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's a very different sort of thing, but the same probably thing where they've got the same list that you pick from, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That was actually where I was going, but I squirreled because I'm really sorry. 
<laughs> but yeah, there, I think there's like four strains you can tr- choose from. And then there's like another three if you import them from somewhere else. Yeah, so I can imagine that in the UK where they say like you can pick from these set strains and you're allowed to grow this in your garden sort of thing with a greenhouse. Yeah. I mean, no, or, even maybe, or even maybe in the greenhouse, but with, with, with artificial lighting maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if the electrics are checked. I can't, I can't imagine them allowing to grow inside no. the house. As you say, it's live, has to be regulated and that's the problem and that's the reason why at the moment i think we've got it the best river we're ever going to have it because just the, just by you know if someone gets arrested over here everything every paperwork everything has to be done by the book which costs a fortune it's not like the old days where you know you just got to slap around the back again and throw in the cell now there's got to be a mile of paperwork and three officers present and yeah that, so that, they should decriminalize it then just decriminalizing it is, is the best way to go then you get rid of the black market you know, what, what I don't want to see is, like you said, that the GW Pharma companies and companies like them or people with interest like them become in a sole medical, solely medical state where you have to buy from these set companies. And if, by doing that, you defeat the object because then you, you don't eliminate a black market because you, 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 you're still a price to be competitive with. If, if, if they're going to bring out legal, like in some states in America, if say, I don't know, for an argument's sake, $50 for 3.5 grams, there'll be someone who will do it for $40 around the corner. That's not eliminating the black market. It's not eliminating the problem. You have to just let everybody do it. And as you say, I cannot, I can see some people, like you said, that, that list of four strains. But as you said earlier about over there, there'll be someone taking the piss out of it. And people will take the piss out of it or, or take liberties of it to the point where, yeah, I'm allowed to have four CBD plants and then there's four super skunks sat in the corner. And it'll be the 1% that ruin it for everybody. So it has to just be open, clear, let us do what we want. I cannot see that over it. I really want it. I'm touching wood now, but... I, I think we're going to leap, leapfrog medical, to be honest. I mean, uh, this is a little bit off topic, but we got medical overnight with no vote or anything. I think as soon as they have an idea of how they're going to make money from recreational, that's what we're going to see. And then people growing their own are going to be punished. But people with a prescription to grow their own might get away with it. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't in the way that this country works and it's money orientated. Yeah, that's I can't what I mean. See. Like medicals already been in place now for a couple of years and they haven't made money. So yeah. wait until the rec market opens and they're going to smash it and be surprised. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm, I hope I hope that it goes better for us. But I always worry if there's money and taxes involved, they're going to look at me as a hobby grower with four to eight plants very differently. Yeah, than they do I, now. I but we'll be cash croppers. And then instead of me getting a 70 pound caution, I'm not even going down the police station. I'm going to get uh, a big heavy fine to, you know, because I look like I'm taking money. Every one of us would be a cash cropper. Every single one of us to them. You know, it won't be like now with some stoner growing his own dope. It will be, and they're we'll all trying to. We'll, we'll be moving yeah. to the trichome jungle. That's it. Yeah. We'll, we'll jump over there with you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So many, so many people. Uh message me about Spain and it yeah um, I, I think if this uh, Brexit wouldn't have happened and this corona I think a lot of people would have been coming over this last year I don't doubt it man land price alone is just silly difference let alone the potential flexibility in laws oh yeah and what what you can get if you're renting a place out here like in the country that what you get for your money compared to the uk is just crazier um, oh, a bit, a bit, yeah that's it so 
better climate, yeah. better, better standard of living. It sounds like the good life to me, man. When am I going a holiday? Got a spare room. <laughs> yeah. I'll tend I'll tend to the garden as my board. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing at the moment. Actually, even getting the garden already, just planting out um, different vegetables and stuff like that. Planting all different seeds. So yeah, melons. Oh, nice. Tomatoes. And you don't we, need a greenhouse. No greenhouse needed. Yeah. Everything just grows. So, but it's no humidity over there like there is here either. So. But that's uh, a blessing. It, it, it can get a bit humid, but it is very dry. Like yeah, yeah. Um, midsummer here gets gets very dry. Yeah. Mm. But as long as long as you've got water to feed everything, that's the main thing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Well, yeah. kind of on that train of thought, we did have somebody mention earlier um, that you've done some travels in India, apparently, early in your career, should we say? Yeah. Well, a couple of years ago, me Sonic. Um, Himalayan connection. Uh, we met up with Irizing and a few other Indian guys, and this guy called Haroon Baba, who's part of like the Afghan selection. He came over from Afghanistan. We all met in India, and then we went up to Milana, the village there where they make all the hand rubbed hash and that. So yeah, it was just a just a really cool experience. We collected some seeds from the field, brought them back. Um, but yeah, a lot, well, a lot of those guys. Like, if people don't follow him, Ira Singh, he he's got a really good um, page, and puts a lot of good sort of more educational posts up where people can really uh, learn something about land races and things like that. Um, and the um, Afghan selection, they put a lot of cool stuff up as well. Um, a lot of really nice videos of like the guys in Afghanistan making the hash um, and things like that. Just, just everything, the, the real sort of culture behind cannabis. Um, so those guys are worth checking out their pages. Um, but yeah, it was basically a load of us all met up in India um, and yeah, just had a really cool time smoking the charis um, exchanging stories and knowledge and yeah. Really, really good time. Sounds like, like, like I, I just like to hear them kind of like I don't know, uh, bucket list stories almost. Didn't they? This is it. It's a dream scenario. Just to be doing what they're doing is a dream scenario for ninety percent of us listening and talking to you now. But we had to go around like India. I mean, we had my old flower on. I mean, the stories that man's got. We've got to do like a half an hour a week just for him, just some of his stories. But it's just seeing the the. The, as you said, the culture behind it, the real roots of, of cannabis, because no one knows this stuff. You know, you, you read it and you might have a, a paragraph in a magazine and you think you know the story, but to go over there and live it, see it. Yeah, yeah. do you know what, though? For a lot of us, like, um, we were sort of brought up on a lot of, like, hashes and stuff like that and yeah. import flour, like, tie stick and all of these things. So, mm. um, like, the new generation, it's just like, haven't got a clue or they look at it it's just like oh do you know what i mean yeah um, i wouldn't have smoked that but like this what, is it. What, what what it has behind it all and that's where everything sort of started isn't it so when you're into sort of like that history and culture and stuff it just you you lean towards going to these sort of type places or learning this type of stuff yeah Growing out land races is a good experience. I think most people, after they've grown out once, probably won't grow them again. But 
I think it's worth um, growing out as many as you can because it, it, we're always learning and these plants always do teach us something. Yeah. As you said there with the hash, I was, just, I mean, I grew up with that, that the hash was all around me and then I spoke hash. You said the young, younger generation wouldn't even know to do with it, would they? They look at it like it's dirty, but it's mad. It's mad. Yeah, Good old days of hash. hash. Some of the hash, though, was dirty. That's what oh, happened. the soap bar and that, yeah. Yeah, this is what happened, isn't it? So, so people now look at hash as a bad product in the UK, whereas there was a time where the hash was good. Um, and then it, we got polluted with that soap buyer. Um, and then I think from then, I think that hash sort of scene was lost. I think some of the old school people probably still smoke that, that soap buyer. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And, some uh, people can still get the decent hashes in a different variety. But it, it got yeah, so it, cheap as well, didn't it? It was almost looked at just through price like it was dirty. Yeah, yeah was but so... I think nowadays what, what what tends to be in the UK is more Moroccan hash. Yeah. Um, and what you're finding nowadays is it's hybrid stuff that they're growing out in Morocco. Um, yeah. So you're getting like lemon kush and like gelato hash and all sorts of different stuff now coming from Morocco. Um, yeah, yeah. And you don't really get the Moroccan strains anymore. They just tend to grow feminized seeds. I suppose a lot of them are also cross-contaminated. I remember watching the Strain Hunters episode where they were trying to find land race and they couldn't do it because I think it was a Jamaican one where they were bringing in genetics, European genetics, and obviously they were cross-pollinated and taken out the land races almost. You know, it was hard to find the land races thereafter in some areas. Well, yeah, in one of them, they went up to Milana. If you watch the video, the Strain Hunters video, Milana, mm. it's, an, it's an interesting video because they actually do go to the place, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so it's a good watch. But um, what they did with the seeds, just by taking kilos of their seeds and replacing them with feminized, I don't know. We had this discussion in India, innit? it? Mm. Uh, there was a few of us that were like totally against it. And then a couple of people brought up, like, who are we to decide what they can grow? Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you offer anyone a bigger yield, they'll tend to go for that, innit? Um, yeah. But like I said, that's what Monsanto do. That's what Monsanto did, innit? And fucked everything, yeah? By bringing in all these different genetically modified things because they do something good. Mm. You lose the old heirloom varieties. Yeah. Um, so I think it was bad what he did anyway by taking away kilos of theirs and leaving him kilos of his feminized. Yeah, um, yeah. But... Like, it's not something, like, I would ever do, in it. And we discussed this there. Like, there was even one guy with, with he found it, he put an old coat on it and he had some CBD seeds because they've got a CBD farm, one of these guys. And I was like, mate, get rid of those CBD seeds. Crush them up now, like, yeah. <laughs> now introducing hemp around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, um, no, you're right, though. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier about some of the selective breeding for the wrong reasons, maybe, for a long time. It's just you do lose that, and I, I, I just wonder what we may have lost over the years of, as you say, bringing in these seeds into these areas, and also selective breeding for certain traits that, for a long time, were all that were really sought after by people who didn't really know what they were doing, you know, or growing. It's not breeders; it's the growers. I mean, you want, like we said earlier, you want a kilo in a, in a one point two, one point two, and you want the highest levels and numbers you can get, but you're missing so much so much by doing that and i suppose it's the same with the breeding when they do bring these seeds in the stuff that you must lose or cross-contaminate is is probably quite mind-boggling 
But um, is it is it hard to find land brace out there? I suppose you're the man to say. I mean, to find genuine land brace seeds. Yeah, I mean, there's fields and fields of them. So like yeah. even even so, in Milan how it works, there'll there'll be like little shacks, little sort of like houses, and that'll be like one farmer, and obviously that field around that house and around a couple more around it, that's his patch. And then you go up a bit more and there's somebody else's and just keep going up. And we're talking fields upon fields of it, yeah? Thousands mm. of plants, yeah? But they're just very, they're not big bushy plants. They're very sort of thin plants. But as you go up the mountain and you get higher and higher up, the plants start to look quite different, in it? Because of the altitude, yeah? Yeah. Um, it, it would get into points where you, you'd walk a few metres and you'd be like out of breath. And you'd be like, what the fuck? stop for a minute and then you carry yeah. on walking you feel okay just because of the altitude isn't it but as you mm. started to get to these points you see the plants change in structure um so some of them would have start to have more resin but they'd be a lot smaller um and things like this um and even smells so we pass certain fields and i do because you're not supposed to inspect plants yeah because they've got these weird rules up there mm. but once we got to the field the guy was like go have a look do you know what i mean he was quite cool yeah yeah. Um, but like touching plants along the way, like, and it was some like crazy turps. And I was like, hey, guys, stop here. What's this one? And then we'd smell a few plants. I'd be like, look, that farmer's got a better nose than that last farmer, yeah? Because what he's selecting smells amazing compared to that last field. And you could see this. So each guy selects for something slightly different. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, and each field is land racer, and you would see like maybe 25% of them would be purple strains, um, and the rest of the field would be green strains. And as you go up, maybe you'd start to get a bit of variation. You start, we started seeing like these pinky ones. Um, but so you could, that's what, when we got to the top field, I selected a load of plants and I'd write descriptions down of what they sort of smelt like the plant and what they look like, and then take the seeds and put them in the bag. So that was that was my little sort of selection process in that field there for for some land race. I'm just sitting here like a child, I'm just picturing it in my head. As I said, no. it's, it's a dream, isn't it? It's yeah, mad, it, it, it's it's cool. Like we're just all running about like kids in a in, in a yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Fields of purples and fields of different smells. It'd be mad. Most yeah, of us will just never get to see that, man. That's it. One 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 person would be like shouting over there, but oh, I found this in it. So you go running over, yeah. <laughs> like, serious one guy, he found one that was straight melon, yeah. Watermelon. Yeah. I was like, wow, oh, yeah. I got this one when I first got in there, like straight grapefruit, yeah, like pomelo I put down here. Mm. Um and it was just like, you know, it was just cool, innit? Everyone going on their little mission and shouting to each other, we found this one, do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah. Hopefully we'll do it again. Hopefully we'll do it again sooner. Yeah, no, if, if you've got the contact to do something like that, I mean, it'd just be rude not to, wouldn't it? And it's an experience. And for what you do, finding unique stuff is what it's all about. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, but I like how, like, uh, Irizing now is going around to these places and collecting the seeds and making them available to the public. And the same with uh, the Afghan selection. He's going to certain villages and collecting those seeds and bringing them back. Yeah. So... Um, it's nice that people now can actually get access to proper land race from Afghanistan and India. Do you know what I mean? The, the, yeah. These are the same seeds that I would grow myself as a breeder. So mm. um, the Afghan ones, I've grown one batch out myself and found a few nice plants in there. Um, but yeah, there's probably some gems in 
you know, this year I want to grow out more of the land, land race Indian ones that I selected mm. um, and see what's actually in them. No, so it's just it's just cool, man. As I said, it keeps saying it, but to people like us who, you know, in our shiny small square boxes, it's, it's mad just to listen to. But yeah, I well, mean, it's, it's I was just going to say, man, along that train of thought, we again had a bit of a question from chat, which I wanted to hear the answer to myself. And of of the strains you've kind of mentioned, or even on your menu, what would be your go-to for your head stash? Uh, what's one that you kind of always have to have in a flowering cycle? Um, okay, my 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 favourite plants from my mother plants now you're talking or from my seeds that are available? Hey, I'll, I'll give you artistic licence on this. Feel free to answer both. Okay, okay. Something that I like in both. Sour Neo is my mother plant. I really like that. And the cross I did with the soulmate, which is the sour fusion, that's really special as well. Um, and my cherry cookie and my hundred hand slap, they're the ones that I always go back to. They're on that sort of gassy, super terpy sort of side of things. Um, the mandarina, I really do like the mandarina as well. And the lilt, but the lilt's more for me is more for a daytime sort of smoke. I really enjoy that in the daytime. The name yeah. lilt, when I first saw that. Before I even knew that you were a British breeder or all the history of forums and stuff, as soon as I saw Lil, I was like, I already like this dude. He likes my favourite drink. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, the na name inspired me straight away. Yeah, that plant, when you grow Lil out, especially as a grower, yeah, like, and you smell it through the whole growing phase, it's super, super special. Like, uh, it's such a unique plant to grow, yeah. Um, and in extract, it makes some amazing extract. Same with the mandarina. Um, but the mandarina flower, I really like that as well. Um, but my main go-to ones are more on that gassy side of thing. So that's why I like the hundred slap and the cherry spice, things like that. A cherry spice that you meant, uh, that I mentioned earlier. Uh, yeah, me that's one of my favourites, yeah. That's just I'm trying to keep up with you and they've got about 400 tabs open now. Yeah, I'm going to end up these. very poor <laughs> by the end of next payday. Like, that sounds killers. And well, you've got a deal going at the minute to where you're getting like 10 extra seeds if you order a, a 12 pack, isn't it? Yeah, well, do you know what? That was the little F2 that I did that with. Just because I wasn't really super happy with the seeds, yeah as a good representation of a lilt line to release. So I thought I'm going to give them out with my next orders. But I also had uh, another line, which I'd worked on, which was super special, which is a tropical orange. So I thought I'll put five seeds of that in as well. So when they buy one pack of 12 seeds, they're getting 22 seeds. So do you know what I mean? And nice, for, for people when they grow regular, just to make up for that male-female ratio as well. So yeah. I think it's a good thing to do, isn't it? Hell yeah, man. Um, well, also, all of our free seats, so yeah. I was going to say, um, somebody mentioned that, is there Agent Orange in that mandarina? Yes. Because uh, yeah, everyone on the forum loves Agent Orange. Except so. GMO, because he's fussy. But yeah, that's priced from my top two or three strains, I think. Yeah, the, the Agent Orange for me was like, when we got 
when it's Sonic again, yeah, he started a seed and he got that one special punch straight away, yeah. Um, and uh, it was just stood out from everything else at the time. Um, and I, I'm going to say, like, the, the Agent Orange is a little bit more, like, bitter orange, um, whereas the Mandarina has this much, much more, like, sweetness to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that business yeah. puts people off for that sometimes. I'm Jim Owens, that's exactly what he said. So, exactly the reason why I don't like it. So, you've already turned me on to another one. I'm gonna have to try. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you will, you will get a few of those bitter phenos though, yeah. But it's, it's about finding that sweet one. Um, <sighs> so like the it's a cross of Agent Orange and Dynamite, uh, Shiva, and that cross. I sort of back cross to another Agent Orange. So um, the sweetness definitely comes from that um, Pinamite Shiva side. So, yeah, I'm just looking at the one you said, the uh, Sour Fusion. That was right up my street. Sour antiseptic gas with creamy vanilla. Whoa. No, it's literally, it's proper creamy. You know, like how people talk about gelato being creamy? Yeah. It's got that same thing, like a gelato type thing. But the uh, gas is there, like the, the, the fueliness of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, uh, the, I haven't had that. That 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 sour fusion is it, if you get the antiseptic slightly antiseptic one, yeah. Uh, um, it's like the mother and mate, you like after smoking, you get halfway down the joint and you feel it instantly. You're looking down, you're like fucking out <laughs> Um, but that's my probably my strongest um strain that I have. So you said people that obviously sleep or extreme pain and shit would be a go-to. I mean, yeah, I, I remember that. The Bubba Kush Cross is a good for pain and more medicinal type of uh, effects. Yeah. So it's just, it, I remember you said the cream there, but that, that really, I remember the old school like, diesel back in the day and that had that. The old school, like, the, the old school diesel seemed to have that real creamy, I don't know, texture to smoke to smoke a bit so um, i've been saying i need to get older saying gassy i haven't done anything gassy for i don't know always seem to get lost on fruity or cheese crosses it seems to be what i get stuck with so i'm definitely definitely having a go at that one yeah do you like the cheese yeah i do you know, i got the uk cheese for a little while and i sort of grew it to the point i got sick of growing it but it's it's definitely yeah it's i, I smoked for sleep for many years i smoked recreationally for years and then i stopped and then I couldn't sleep, got like insomnia. So I started getting taking sleeping tablets. And I thought, hold on a minute, I used to sleep all the time. So I started, I got given that and it glued me to the floor. But it was, as you were talking about earlier with the THC, it came back at 17%, the, the UK cheese. And it's one of them ones that will glue you to the floor every time. But that's why the cheeses were my go-to. But then someone gave me a bag of Agent Orange. And then I couldn't stop smoking through the day. So it was like I found that perfect day and night. But then that's when I started really wanting to explore again. And that's where the growing took off. Um, or my more going after different strains instead of just trying to grow something just to put me asleep. It was like, nah, the Agent Orange, the taste, the, the, the heady, the, the, you know, the daytimeness of it was like, yeah, now I want to find some mad shit. So I do like the cheeses, man. I think being UK, you've got to be proud of the cheeses, isn't you? It's the only thing we've got. So you could put our name on. So, yeah. No, definitely. That's, it's the one that... Um... Yeah, made its uh, made its uh, name known. Yeah, definitely. This is it was as a forum head as well. I mean, there was I remember on the forums like 
there was only a few people that had it, you know, back in the day. And it was always a legend, one of the legend strains, the UK cheese. So I was very lucky to get to know someone who gave me it. And yeah, it was just a beautiful strain. It's, it's just, it's a short flower. It's a strong, it's a strong, potent uh, plant. But it's, it's an easy to grow plant as well. You can't really, you can hit with a bat and the thing won't go anywhere. That's what I think turned me onto it because I was still pretty novice when I started growing it. And it seemed to do well for me. But as I say, now I'm really trying to broaden my horizons of growing now, um, the last few years anyway. So trying different stuff. But now I'm trying, I'm going back to the old school again. But after talking to yourself and the stress testing bit is something that really, you know, is really cool to hear that you are going to go and stress your plants out. So you're not just going to grow them over like a year period and throw them at people. You're going to stress test them. You are going to make sure of that. And that's, that's big. I mean, if I'm growing eight plants and one of them Hermes out because someone hasn't stress tested it, that's, that's three, four months of my life wasted, you know? So it's, yeah, very cool, man. So I've got a load of tabs open now and I will be uh, getting some seeds from yourself. Send me a message, mate, direct message on Instagram. I'll get. I'll make sure you get a packet or something. Oh, mate, nice one. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, we've also got a question about. There's going to be another one to add to your list, Kino. Um, tropical <laughs> soul, because that's one Let's of the, one of the new crosses, I think, with soulmate. Yeah, the, um, I did that in a regular version and uh, a feminized version. Um, but yeah, both really, really nice. Um, one of my friends recently has just grown out a batch of it. Um, that's what I'm smoking on at the moment. Um, so yeah, um, some more on the tropical side, some a bit bit more bubble gummy sort of terps to it. Um, but really, really nice, nice one. The soulmate adds this like weird sort of lavender, sweet lavender terp, which is quite unusual. Um, so it's definitely got a unique turp profile to it. One of my one of my favourites at the moment. Yeah, I like unique, man. So again, that's something that jumps yeah. out at me. Is like, okay, I'll I'll add that to my uh, to grow list. Like I say, I'm going to end up with like three tents full of probably <laughs> a lot of different strains. This is what he does. He goes on a mission. So he'll find something or breeder, and then there'll be. I can't say how many plants because he'll be in trouble. But it doesn't stop, and it it germinate him. No, and he hasn't got any room for them. So then he's trying to fit him on windowsills and shit. So well, they just get a longer veg. Like, I don't mind growing the odd tree. <laughs> That's what he says. You say, I've kept these ones on the back burner. No, you had no lights to put them under. That's why they've been sat there for three months. But um, I was just, I was on Chiba. And obviously, we work with Chiba and um, good guys over there. And they've obviously do your seeds as well. And I was, the amount of pineapples they do, I mean, you, you, you do like the pineapple, didn't you? Which is, there's a lot of pineapple um, in your genetics. That's all the new stuff. That's all anything crossed with lilt. Um, yeah. Pretty much got pineapple in the name somewhere. Yeah. Um, so, um, but the anyone that's not into those pineapple turps needs to look more at the sort of sacred selection stuff, um, or even some of my older stuff. Like, yeah, um, I've got a lot of my older stuff still. Attitude seeds, Manchester seeds, place like that. So. They've got um, some of like the jungle juice. Um, what else? Uh, the old stuff, hundred hand slap, things like this. Um, but yeah, all the new stuff. Is all, more on that, more on that tropical side. 
If there was an old school strain, I've seen it. Obviously, there's some discontinued. I'm looking at you've got Afghani 99, Cinderella 99. Um, is there, if, if you were, if I were to say old school, if you could slap me in the face with an old school strain, which one would you go for? Or if there's a couple from your selection? Because I mean, everywhere, a lot of people do want the, the modern, as you say, the terpy, the, the rich terps. And some people do want an old school banger. So if there was yeah. an old school banger you could throw at me, like, slap me with, which one would you say? The Mantis was the Mantis was always nice, but I think the Jungle Crusher. Jungle, jungle Crusher. Yeah. That that was always a good one. Um, some guys in America are growing that out at the moment. Um, and they're like, I don't know if they're supplying dispensaries, gas pack farms. I think they're called yeah. Um, yeah. But those guys, they've got a really nice looking Jungle Crusher. Um, proper like old school Kush, but like old school Kush. If you want something older than Kush, like Urban, the Mantis sort of side with those lime turps. Yeah, get that one up on there now, so I've got it saved. <laughs> some people just like that. I mean, do you know what it was? Is I've, I've, do, I've done a few that had some of these gelatos and sherbeties in them a while ago, and then I grew White Widow and the Northern Lights recently, and it was just, and I've, before that, I grew a Mazar from Dutch Passion, and it was just that old school structure. It's sort of, if you've been chasing, like, you know, the, the, the newer stuff, which is obviously for its reasons, a lot of it's very turpy, very nice, but just to see them old school, like that brute of a plant, looks like it's going to give you a hiding every time you open the tent. It's nice to see that some people do like that. So I'll definitely be checking out a and I'm sure others will as well. So nice one for that. We're going to be clearing out your old stock, your new stock. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens though everyone will start growing these on the forum now and with a few people doing diaries on them well no it's one thing to say like because we always cast hype but you have been kind of predominant recently and I think only for very good reasons so sometimes you kind of have to follow the good trends because that's of what course. real hype is to be honest that's the real hype this is what this is what I was saying but as Saturn said that you know it's stress testers and he's running with these lines as well. So it is what what I don't what I don't I'm making assumptions, but like I said, sometimes I think just to follow it, some breeders will just throw hype at hype and release. And then you've yeah. got two strains that were hype and hype crossed parents to be thrown and released. And like I said, I, I had a grow in in a setup I was very confident in, and it was just like I couldn't get it right. And I'm thinking it's not it's, it can't be a lot so a good tradesman doesn't blame his tools, but it wasn't. You know, I had other strains going in the same area that were fine. And it's, yeah, it's just stress testing and putting the effort in that you do. It comes across when you talk, though, mate. You can tell that you're just, you know, a grower who enjoys what he does. And it really comes across. And um, I think that's the best way to be. Because that's going to come across in your strains. So, yeah, man. Yeah, like, I don't know. It is a real passion for me, do you know what I mean? So something that yeah, it's become my life. So that's it. Um, but like 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 you saying then, I'm only going to release the best things from everything that I do grow out. Yeah. Um, whereas a probably probably a lot of these larger seed companies just buy their seeds, and as well, a lot of people don't even make their own seeds. And then I'm even hearing a lot of these people nowadays will make the seeds and not even test them before release. Yeah. Um, but that all comes down to the people buying the seeds as well, isn't it? Um, they course. need to make an educated um, um, uh, yeah, investment in their seeds. 
I think everyone does that after a few hiccups. You know, I think after a few bros, the problem is, is as I said, the, the cost of the kit and the time involved, that one or two bad rows in a row can really put people off to think, fuck, I'll just go and buy it like I have been. You know, so it's that, 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 that there, is, there is the problem with it. But if not, you do find that. You will find growers over time will, you know, start putting the legwork in to do the research on the breeders and do it. And I can't see some of these big breeders having the passion that you've got. Or, you know, I just can't see it. I can't see it as, it's just a commercial operation at that point. And like you said, I, I, I know a few that strains that are, you know, no matter where you get them from, they would be the same strain from the same source. So they're sort of repackaging shit, aren't they? So it's a bit mad. But I'm not here to slate. As I say, it's just nice to, to hear it come across from yourself and the passion that you have and to hear that you know, you're doing it in the way that I think we would all hope. I, I, there's a lot of guys with the real passion and doing the real stuff, like mm. like um, Bodie, Plant More Seeds Bodie. Yeah. Like he produces some amazing stuff. Like I, I, I selected the soulmate from his seeds, soulmate. Um, so that's a cross of pine soul and Wookiees. And yeah, I'm going to grow more of it, a few different crosses this year of his stuff. Um, so there's lots of people in the industry, do you know what I mean? That are doing some really nice stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of um, people not as well. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. easy money in it to do it wrong. That's the other thing. It's, it's probably yeah. easy money for people not to. Do, do, do you ever get people that maybe trying to rip your genetics off? We spoke to one breeder who said that they won't sell their eggs anymore for that reason. Um, people um, that are... I'm I'm quite I'm really chilled about stuff like that. You know, um, mm. like yeah, everyone's welcome to use my genetics. Like, yeah. oh, good man. Um, so. Um, yeah, like everyone's like somewhere, do you know what I mean? And I, I use other people's genetics, mm. so that's it. I think once you sell that packet of seeds, it's it's for them to do whatever they want with it. Yeah. Um, all comes down to morals with certain things, I suppose, isn't it? That's refreshing to hear, though, man. Like, <laughs> you, yeah, you've got a hands-on, like, I don't know, you've released something that you're proud of and you've made sure that it's not shit in the first place. So for well, somebody to go does. and use that as their base, I don't know, you, you've got to have a little pride almost. Yeah, that's it. There's a reason why I use certain people's genetics or have done. And when someone uses my genetics, they've obviously selected that plant because it's it's really good and worth. they want to breed with it. So that's obviously the best thing that they've selected. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all good with me, don't you? I asked for a reason because there's been discussions of late about um, different testing or different, you know, tracing and putting a stamp on something. What you just said there was what my counter argument always is. Counter argument, counter debate is, is everyone started somewhere. So how can someone put two things together, even if it's pretty unique and say, that's mine. I'm going to, if you want to use that, you've got to pay me. Moralistically, what you just said there again, I'm uh, going to become, I just stalk you, but it, it's moralistically, Say where you've got them from. Give credit to the breeder that you've got them from. That's the moralistic right thing to do, in my opinion. But not stamp on it and say, no, you can't have that. And if you do, you've got to pay me to do this. And it's a discussion that's been had quite a lot of late. So that's, that's the reason I asked that question. And what you said there is, as you said, moralistically, it's, it's yeah, everyone starts yeah. somewhere. I, I can understand some people putting, like, um, maybe with a clone saying, um, this clone keep it within a certain circle of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But once a clone gets out, even eventually it's going to everybody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Available to everybody. So I think trying to put rules in place with things um, is not really a good thing. We all have our own morals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't think I'd go and get someone a strain and S one it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, no. I've even I've even F two'd F three'd one of Sonic's lines. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, um, so, so yeah. you sat as a breeder talking about other breeders tonight. So this is what I'm saying. The reason I'm asking some of these questions to sort of answer other questions that have been brought up before. On like we do the Friday night hangout, a lot of things get discussed. Just as a stoners chat, you're always welcome to join that as well. If you're ever sitting around board, there's always a few different people from different areas of the world on there um, mm. on a Friday night. But it's come up a lot, and it's I cannot see how you would how that would be correct or morally right to do that because everyone starts somewhere, like you said. And yeah, fair play to you, man. Honestly, a lot, right, right, lot, lot of respect for you. Let's talk in show. Really have. Yes, so. I think even even if we give, if I was to give you you three guys, or, or like you two guys and me, and we all grow exactly the same packet of seeds and we do our selection and breed from it, we'd all end up with three totally different looking punts yeah. or offering. Do you see what I mean? Just yeah. through our selection process. So not everybody selects the same plants. So, yeah, it's going to be very different to each okay. person, how they grow it out and... Um, I'm kind of glad you said that, though, man, because I was going to say earlier when you were mentioning LEDs that I, I think it's going to be interesting for people growing your next generation of seeds if you see better results from LED growers than from mm-hmm. traditional lights, just from your selection process. Yeah, I think, well, I was discussing this with one of my mates. Um, so in recent plants that I've been selecting in Spain, would they handle the British weather? as good those colder nights because I don't really get cold nights here yeah. uh, that was something you know about plants acclimatising to their yeah natural surroundings over time yeah absolutely well you, it's kind of I don't want to say a luxury but we're in a, a modern age where we can really kind of test that firsthand. well with the community at large it's, it's cool it's a cool time to be in yeah, I would expect a lot more of these tests and a lot more educational stuff coming from USA, to be honest. But I don't yeah. seem to be seeing too much sort of stuff yeah, coming out um, openly or things maybe they're finding out, but they just don't want to tell us just yet or something. I don't know. I think the second one's probably right. They've still got proprietary interest in it. Yeah, so right. until they've it's made the- their investment back, then we'll find out. This yeah. is the pro- this is the problem, yeah. But I think that, like, like as you know, if we owned a place, or we're we'd be doing a lot of different tests. Do you know what I mean? Especially if you can pop seeds as many seeds as you want to pop and uh, get these tests done. Um, yeah, you'd expect a lot more information coming out. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not hearing too much. It's more, as I said, the hobbyist guy, isn't it? The hobbyist. Or that sort of market that are on Instagram that are sharing the information, which well, is but, yeah. Uh, but then a lot of the stuff that we do is a lot of guesswork, or like we can yeah. say, I think this, but we can't actually prove it with any actual scientific data, if you know what yeah. I mean. It's the bro science aspect of it all, isn't it? It's one well, of the things that keeps it real, I think. One of the people who were on Goose Canada's project kind of made a good point for me at least and it's science doesn't necessarily take a look until people ask enough times 
So, I mean, Stone has been, well, growers being black markets kind of limited what science has known we've been asking for a long time. So I think we're going to see a lot come out in the, in the very near future, just because we got a lot of questions about what we've been doing. And, yeah, yeah, it's a right, okay. it. simple thing now. Why, why are some people growing weed and some people got black ash, white ash and all of this? Because it seems to be a big thing at the moment. This is a simple thing, yeah? Why are people in America saying, okay, if you do this, this and this, that's it, you'll get white ash. Why is there no like little simple experiments towards that being done? Yeah, and that's the simplest of things. Well, I think, again, probably at a small scale they're being done, but not necessarily industry. If someone's doing it at a large scale, then they're probably paying for the testing to be done to, uh, to, to, to have that uniqueness in their dispensary or in, you know, where, where they are. That's the problem. You bring money into something on such a large scale. It's the Wild West. I mean, we've had American guys, and I'm not digging, they've said this, you know, it's a bit of the Wild West at the moment. But that's the only thing I can hope that maybe we are sitting back and being such a backward country. Maybe we will learn from some of the things that have happened. But then again, it's the UK, so I highly doubt that. And with commercialization, you get a detachment from the product. So you don't get direct feedback from the end customer sometimes. So commercial facilities don't necessarily have to have white ash if they're still making the grand scale sales. And it's no, been true, true. Sold really good. I don't know. The craft market kind of operates slightly different, apparently. But uh, yeah, white ash is an interesting debate for me because I, I don't know. I'm trying to achieve it just for my own kind of gratitude, but it's really unstable. <laughs> like, I can do the exact same fucking thing constantly and it doesn't matter. Like, it'll decide on its own, man. It's like the weather. Yeah, but um, if you look at the. Um tobacco industry cigar smokers yeah they say that the white ash comes from a, a rich soil yeah and if it's high in calcium the soil it'll give a nice white ash yeah? okay that's interesting so if if they can say that that's the reason yeah and you'll get a blacker ash if 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 the um uh nutrient in the soil is depleted yeah Okay, so yeah, yeah. that goes that goes even against what we say about flushing plants with just water at the end. Yeah, of it. yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's just simple things that we all need to learn, isn't it? And <laughs> the information is not fully there yet. And I think it's ignorant sometimes. We like to put our plant uh, on a pedestal above other plants. What you were saying earlier about not they wouldn't cross the two uh, tomato plants, and you've got a cigar industry telling you this is why these cigars are one way and there was the other way. But we, I mean, for a long time, we just didn't want our plant to be a normal plant, I think, as growers and stoners. You know, the plant was on a pedestal and it was different, but the reality is it's just a plant, so we can learn a lot. And I think that's starting to now we're starting to cross that. I mean, we, we spoke to a few people on here, they've some of the stuff we're learning from actually opening the horizons and looking at agriculture and, you know, farming industries and that. It's, it's quite mind-boggling. So I think there's a lot to come. Um, whether they'll be sharing the information that they're paying to test for, that's the thing, you know, if they want, as I said. <laughs> they'll, they'll, tr they'll try and make a product that you can buy for your white ash before that. Yeah, well, this, this is it, yeah. Hamag folia spray. <laughs> this is, this is it. We're well, not man. What we buy. If in doubt. Add cow mag. Uh, that's my <laughs> foreign favourite. <laughs> but, 
But if it's the thing though, it's is I've lost train of thought now. But, Sorry. Um, no, 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 no. I lost it before that. Um, but no, it will be a bottle of cow, mate, but it will be £50 because our plant is different from other plants. You know, not, you can find a lot of the stuff that we do in the animal feed and, and the agriculture industry. A lot of the stuff. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm designing an agreement at the moment. And I said to someone the other day, this uh, phonic trap ducting, is it worth it? He said, go on this website. I went on there. It's a, a, an industrial fan website. They've got all the fans that we use at half the price. Exactly the same fans with a different sticker on the side of it because it's related to our plant. They charge a lot more. And... Um, you know, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's the commercial side of this plant. And yeah, this no, no farmer is paying forty pound a bottle for. Cannabis, <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Even his tomatoes. Yeah? Exactly. And the tomatoes are no different to cannabis. Yeah, when we're talking about feed, um, we know that if you feed a tomato plant chemicals and you feed it organic, it tastes better organic. Yeah, and they yeah. produce proved that. The organic one contains more minerals and it tends to be the same with cannabis yeah when you start to grow fully organic with just teas and stuff that stuff cures so amazing mm. and taste special whereas mineral salt weed doesn't cure the same way yeah yeah so the answers are there it's just we don't want to look or as a community have been a bit ignorant to look you know you imagine it like with these it's, I mean, we're hobby growers, but it still saves us a lot of money having like a, a plant that we'd normally spend the money on the end product, buying it off someone else. I don't want it to be a tomato plant. Even I wouldn't when I first started growing. You know, it's just not a tomato plant. It's a, it's a cannabis plant. It's, it's amazing. That's half the problem. The answer's already there. Like you just said, the answers are there with organics. It's been there the whole time. With tomatoes and other fruits and veggies, the answers are there. Obviously, it's a little bit different between a bud and a tomato, but is there? Well, is it's there? not, man. Organics no, it's not. is a it's slippery slope. Organics, because you start looking at what you feed in your plants, you start looking at what you feed in yourself, and you're like, well, food is building blocks. It becomes kind of yeah. different. What you just said then is what actually made me start to look at my own food and diet. Yeah? So I, I start. Mm. I was thinking to myself, I'm feeding these plants better than myself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, giving, I'm giving the plant exactly what it needs. Yeah, but I'm not giving myself what I need. Yeah. And that, that's what I started to change my diet, isn't it? Um, that's why I say it's a slippery slope, this organic stuff. Like, it sounds like a bad thing, but it's only bad because you're kind of forced to look at stuff differently. Like, from yeah. my old mental state, I'm in a worse position. <laughs> but that's, I don't know, it's a good place to be as well. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, again, it's, it's the plant teaching us something, isn't it? It's definitely, it's definitely a teacher plant. It teaches us all sorts of things, yeah. Hundred percent. Um, yeah. It's, it's, well, it's, go on, John. No, no. I would, you, you carry on. I've just had a, an off-topic question. Carry on. No, I was just saying it, it is a teacher plant, and it, it, I think as I've always say, if I had to pick between growing and using the end product, I'd grow. I think I've learned so much from it, just, just in general, and it makes my life more balanced. Just having that time out there and giving that dedication to it. Then would I do the same for ten for the tomatoes? I don't know. That's the thing, isn't it? So, but it's uh, it's, no, it's definitely it, a magical it, plant, man. It is a magical plant, yeah. And you know, um, people have a proper passion for cannabis because mm. it's such such. It's healing, isn't it? So yeah. it makes our well-being much better when you know people deal with life, and ca- and they bring have cannabis involved in it. It normally helps a lot of people, yeah. So 
Um, it's quite a magical plant in, in general like that, yeah. So I was saying that someone said to me once, and it boggled my brain because it was there the whole time, but one of the things you have to hear it was even people that are not medicating are medicating with cannabis. So if, if you're just smoking to chill out after work, well, it just levels your mind a little bit. We all know that you think a little bit differently when, when you've had a smoke or you're on the edibles or something, but that was quite a mind-boggling statement for someone to make to me. People, even people, like recreational medical, no, reality is everyone's medicating to some extent. Yeah, if it's bridge, just a chill out, yeah, the it's bridge mad. blurs because it's like, hang on a minute. If food is medicine and THC and CBD and stuff is medicine, like just by proactively living healthier, you're kind of medicating anyway, in a sense. Mm. Like to raise your level of health is to kind of be beyond medicine now. Like it's just a healthier way of living. It, it blurs. Mm. But like we were saying then about teaching the plant teaching us it is, a, it is a special plant because it teaches so many different things like yeah so like from we were just talking about lights yeah and then every grower has probably done a bit of electrical work yeah so it starts to teach you about electrics yeah and then for me i got into photography and nutrition and loads of other things all because of the cannabis plant yeah, yeah. So it is very different to most other plants, I think. But I think we've just lost that connection to all plants in general. Yeah. And then what cannabis does, it gives us that passion and connects us back to a plant. And then, like, if, if people have the option, you probably would grow other plants. Do you know what I mean? If you had a bit of land and stuff like that. But you're, you're best to, that is a connection. So for me, I don't enjoy gardening at all. I never have. So it's... If at the plant, I wouldn't be growing anything. But the point is, is now I'm looking at another thing. So you're right. But I think even people, I don't know if it's the outlaw status of it sometimes. I say this a lot, but whether that is a little bit of a, the excitement to it, I don't know. Maybe why it's such a, because you're not supposed to have it in a lot of places. It makes it more precious. I don't know. But it has, it does give you that connection. Even if you're growing insults in a, in a cupboard or in a loft, you know, you're not growing anything. Wait, the garden, you're still is- growing. The question so, is, why did they make it illegal? Yeah, yeah, mm. that's the big question, right? And we're sat here talking about it being such a magical plant, and that mm. there's a reason they made this plant illegal, yeah, mm. because there's so many benefits that don't benefit the 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 rich people in power. Of course, there you go. But it benefits us people lower down that pyramid, yeah. This is why I say I can't see it in the UK. Being, I mean, for what you said there, you'd have a very good reason. But for the other reason of why are they going to let me self-medicate before plants in my house when I still have to get the medication? If it's NHS, whether you're paying for it, it's still tax money, it's still money involved. When I can get £10 yeah. a pill to put me asleep, they're not going to let me do it in my why, cupboard. Why, yeah, why is the Prime Minister, or the ex, sorry, the ex-Prime Minister, yeah, husband... Yeah. <laughs> one of the biggest shareholders in GW Pharmaceuticals, but they're all proper anti-cannabis. Yeah. Yeah? So they're anti-cannabis for us, but as long as they can make money from it, it's okay. But the other people on the street are drug dealers, but them, no, no, they're legal because they're doing GW. It's just, it's just a very imbalanced society we live in, isn't of it? Of course it is. I mean, you look at GW Pharma, yeah, this is exactly what I was saying earlier and what you're saying now. They, we were the biggest exporters of cannabis in the world in 2019. Our little island. 
was the biggest exporters of cannabis. Where was that going? To legal medical markets. So yeah. they're growing it. They're making money to let other people medicate on it. But no, you lot can't do that. You lot can't use that for medication. It's illegal. You're druggies. Come on, man. It don't make, it's, you can't talk sense to them because they don't, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear no. the sense. They just want to hear main, the jing, jing, jing. The main thing as well is, you know, when someone can grow something and heal themselves, yeah, yeah with this plant, like, that, that's, that's not good for the pharmaceutical company. But if the pharmaceutical company can patent a CBD product, yeah? yeah I can't even remember what they've called it now. Um... Epi, Epidex was the CBD product that they made. And then they got Sativex for the THC yeah. product. And it's like, well, fucking hell, you've just made two, two products, a THC product and a CBD product, which is fine for you to do, but not for the, for the rest. And like you said, exporting, they're, they're the biggest producer of medical-grade cannabis in the world. Yeah. yeah. Man, we're man. all looking at America thinking, oh, yeah, look at America. And the amount that's actually being grown in the UK and exported is just unbelievable. Yeah? This is, how is it even happening on this small island in these facilities? I mean, they are, they are Medicaid. They are exporting a medicine to a country using it for medicine and telling us, no, keep taking the tablets because we're making money off it. It, it just boggles the brain, mate. Especially when you're looking at, I get in deep with it, but you look at these kids with the epilepsy and that, and it's there. You can go and find it. Anyone can Google that shit and see it. How can they still say no? But then they sell it to the same people that are treating the kids over there for it. It's yeah. just, it's mind-boggling, man. Mind-boggling. I know, so, I know so many people still scared to take cannabis because it's illegal. They're just old school, aren't they? You yeah. know, people's grandmothers or whatever. I had this with my name. Yeah, and they just think it's this mad evil drug in it that's going to send them crazy or something, okay? Because of all the brainwashing they've had. But then they really, like, like it's just, it is madness, isn't it? Just the, <laughs> I'll call it the Reagan generation, because that's all they see. Like, you, you take cannabis, you're going to be in a night house a week later. But the example with my, my grandmother, she would not touch it. Then she got around to it, but she would sit there and take, like, three different opiates for her pain. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. wouldn't that's touch what... this plant. Fucking yeah, madness. Yeah, yeah. It is crazy. Oh, um, mate. But, uh, I'm just aware of the time, Trico and Jumbo. I, I know because you're not far different time to us. I know it's late, so I don't want to keep you too late. Because I think you're in front of an hour behind an hour. I'm not sure, but... Yeah, I'm in front of you an hour and Oh, you're in front of an hour. All right, mate. That's what I'm saying. I've got a million things I'd like to talk to you about, but I'm, I'm aware that it'll be very late there then. So yeah, I don't want to keep you too late, mate. But... um. Is, is there anything, as Jim Olin says this, but is there anything we didn't ask that you would like to let people listening know or, 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 or no, mention? Um, no, not really, mate. Um, yeah, I, I just came on just for a, a bit of a, a chat and that really, and I think it's um, yeah, been an enjoyable experience anyway. Oh, cool, man. I'm, 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 uh, no, well, honestly, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Absolute pleasure. So, we did have one question. Sorry, I'm, uh, it's a bit of a uh, probably specific one but it was asked and i'd feel bad if i missed it but we had a question about um what strains you have that might possibly help with tremors because you were talking about helping with sleep earlier so i'm thinking yeah. maybe like sedative types of strains yeah for tremors and stuff like that i've not given any of my stuff to anyone like that um who gets tremors and stuff but like um what i find 
is the Baba Kush is really good in general. It just has like a, a medicinal effect to it. Um, I find it it's really good for relaxing people's muscles. Yeah. So maybe that would help there. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll to be um, honest, I've heard very similar. So yeah, I like that. No, I think I think the Baba Kush out of everything is definitely the mo- most uh, medicinal thing that I've smoked. Um, and I had the most um, good, f- the most feedback from 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 other people as well um, out of everything. And what did I just do? The the pineapple gum powder, the regular version, is f- so it's the the Bubba Kush was very dominant in that cross. Whereas the feminized version, you have a lot more of the tropical thing coming through. So. Um, the regular version of the pineapple gunpowder would be the one to go for you. Yeah. I think another one is restless leg syndrome. A lot of people take medication for other things to get restless leg syndrome. Never thought about that. Now you said tremors. I mean, yeah, I know this is quite prolific, especially with mental health medication. So, yeah, that's pretty cool to know, man. Do any of you guys eat eat it at all? No, I, I don't smoke anymore. I've got, I just take uh, RSO now. Um, okay, so I'm okay. just con- well, normally I don't do it on these podcasts, but the Friday nights I'm normally in a pancake puddle by the end of it. But yeah, I just I, I haven't smoked for a long time. I want to get a vape and start because I, I grow some mad flavors now, but I just turn it into RSO. Uh, yeah. It's mad. So yeah. Um, is there I mean, a reason? Is there a reason you're doing that for RSO? Just for yeah, medical, got, medical got, reasons. Medical reasons. I've got ill and it helped me with the treatment for a long time, and it still does if I have to go for anything. So. It's, and now it's more prevention. I mean, I took it to sort of help with side effects, but now it's more prevention in my head. You know, it, it, it done me so well that I yeah. just, and I, to be honest, quite enjoy it now, getting a bit messy on a Friday night. So, yeah, it's, it's I, I enjoy it. I, I want to get into edibles and other stuff, but I do want to start. I haven't, I love hash, man. Hash is like, that if I could, if I had to pick, I would just pick a decent hash and I make bubble hash, even though I don't smoke it. So I can sit here and just hold it and smell it in my hands. So I want to get a vape and start smoking some of these mad flavors because I should really, I spoke to, I spoke to Smiley's Garden. He asked me, well, what's the point in you growing this? Why don't you just find one that produces loads of RSO? I said, because I still like the growing more than anything else. I want to grow different strains. And but I'm growing some mad strains and I've got, you know, jars oh, you, full of these. Love, you'd love the milk, man, yeah? Just, just, look, growing yeah. The milk, just going in the room. You, you just keep coming back in the room just to smell it. I see. There you go. Another t- I'm going to get another one. <laughs> no, message me later. I'll, I'll yeah. send you like a few nice packets for a few different things so you can grow them out. We're going to drag you onto the forum, man. We're going to get you hooked back in the forum world. Man. Yeah. We got Grow Room yeah, 420. Need, need... We're going to have you up there. We're going to post. <laughs> We're going to have like grow outs on your name. Like, well, no, we'll if, drag if, you say, in. I, yeah. I don't normally I'll give them out I don't normally accept mate but I would I'll graciously accept and I will do bro diaries for you with them so I'll, I'll do detailed bro diaries and send you pictures and stuff of the stuff so I really appreciate it thank you nah, definitely for them I'm, I'm well up for finding in, a new place to um, spend time rather than Instagram definitely we're just a, we're a bit different we're just a, we're proper chill back the way we do things is a bit different we're all forum heads that come together from other forums and we Try and negate like the certain aspects of yeah, the business I, side of forums and just be growers. I so. call it a multi-platform community because everyone's got their Instagram and we all come and hang out on YouTube or in YouTube chats all the time. But everyone, well, most of us go back to the forum and call that home. 
So, We're always yeah. growing forward to enter everywhere we go, but we are. We try and be everywhere we can and try and give out strains and shit wherever we can as well. That's a big part mm-hmm. of what we do. Want people growing the best genetics we can get them and the best kit we can get them um, for nothing. We just we don't make a penny for it. We just get the stuff and we give it out. Wow. So that's that's a big part of what we do. So we, right. we, we, we were on the forum. It was a lockdown, started the YouTube, but now we do the light giveaways on YouTube and the seed giveaways. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, always up, I'm always up for like donating some seeds and stuff like that for your giveaways, yeah? Definitely. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, well, we do parties a couple generous, of times man. a year. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Because we, it, it, it's not easy getting the amounts that we, we give away and we have to buy a lot of it. But um, definitely, I mean, we do parties and that, man, and we always represent the people that are involved. That would be great and they're really appreciative. Um, but more so, thank you for talking because this is we always try and keep it light. But this has ended up being like a Friday night one we do where it's just been a stoner's chat almost with some golden information from yourself. So I've genuinely, genuinely enjoyed it and your passion and just the, your ethos and morals pour through you as you speak. So I'm sure that everyone listening will have picked up on that as well. And it's a blessing and something very cool to hear in times that we are now, where everything seems to be, not everything, but a lot is just commercialised, commercialised, commercialised. It's very cool to talk to someone who clearly has the passion and the morals that you do in the hobby that we all love. So massive respect to you, man. Nice one. Nice one for having me on. I've enjoyed it. Cool. Right, so do you want to say everyone's going to check out, obviously, so it's trichome underscore uh, jungle underscore seeds on Instagram. You've got a Facebook page I've seen there. Yeah, well. track and jungle um, seeds on Facebook, but I, I tend to be on Instagram mainly. That's where I do a lot yeah. of my posting and stuff like that now. Cool. So everyone yeah. obviously check out there. But again, mate, really, really appreciate it. It's been one of my favourite episodes to sit down and just have a chat because it has been ended up being but like having a chat, sat around, having a smoke and chilling. So it's very cool, man. Very cool. So, yeah, we'll uh, wrap. Jimmo's anything you wanted to chuck in there, mate? No, man, I think the vibe's been absolutely perfect. And yeah, yeah no, I got nothing to add. I'm just incredibly gracious, grateful that you came. And it's been a pleasure to meet such a gracious, a gracious breeder. Like, yeah, man. Uh, you're very humble with your information as well, dude. But for the path you've, you've carved, yeah, man, yeah, more than happy to share. Much respect. Oh, nice one. Thanks, mate. All right. And See as I always say, I'm not going to drag out the goodbye, but if you always say we do the Friday nights, if you ever sat around and you're bored on a Friday night, I'm sure you're not. I'm sure you're in there tending all these wonderful strains, but we do the GMO will send over a code and you can jump in. We get this, we have like uh, the lighting manufacturer gets on, we have different uh, small breeders and just growers from around the world, man. So if you ever sat around doing nothing on a Friday, yeah. we've been doing that since lockdown started. So yeah, happy right. days. Thank you. Cool. Right, we're not going to drag it out anymore. It's all got a bit soppy at the end, but massive respect to you, mate. And um, yeah, everyone check out Tricom Jungle. So right. we will um, we'll be back on Friday. And yeah, cheers everyone in chat for joining us. And we will speak to you.